Okay, so that was our show on um, gun control, and I think it went very well. Um, I liked what, I mean, I didn't necessarily agree with, but everyone had, had some, something to say. So what do you think, Baram? I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Michael was a wealth of knowledge and uh, had plenty to say. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic that uh, I've not really, you know, I, I developed my opinion on it way, way back and I've never really revisited it. Although, you know, we, we keep having, you know, events happen in our world that, that bring up the subject in the news. And um, tonight was very informative and, you know, I, I won't spoil it for anyone, but, you know, we did implement the, the opening statement and the end conclusion if anyone's opinion had changed. So, you know, that's something we want to keep a main feature. But, yeah, it was a really good show. Um, we unfortunately lost Will. Um, we had a, a few new guests, new faces. And, yeah, it was our first show that we'd done where we had Twitch and YouTube streaming. And we had a good few questions there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the way the show's going. It is episode two. And we are going to keep it every two weeks. And if you want to announce to the listeners what next uh, the next show will be. Okay, we are going to do a show on immigration. So um, you know, once again, we'll invite people on um, and see what people feel, how they feel. Um, as a liberal, some liberals may not like my views, whatever, but, you know, but once again, you know, we, we shall see. And, you know, and just going forward, just so people will know that, you know, again, you know, this is a show that we want to kind of push the boundaries, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, we want to talk about things that people don't want to um, say or, you know, I mean, people have, people think a lot of things, but they don't necessarily want to say them. So um, even if you're not here on the panel, hopefully you'll join us where you can, you know, join in on Twitch or YouTube and soon Facebook. Um, but yeah, I, you know. Mm -hmm. As long as long as you're respectful, I think that's the key thing. You you can have very strong views and very offensive views, even. But as long as you're respectful in the way that you put them across, because you know, just because it's your opinion doesn't mean to say it's a right opinion. Facts and statistics and all that stuff are are very uh, key for for my beliefs, and I know that that is something that that can also be you know. Um, facts and things can be misinterpreted and, and you know context can be provided but yeah i'm really happy with the way the show's going and, and guys will have this uploaded um tomorrow night hopefully once we add the the intro and the video so yeah i i do want to ask you one question um you get disappointed when people's views don't change mm -hmm. uh, i mean I, I can't really say that because uh, well, I mean, being biased, you would have to if they were at the start of the show, they disagreed with you. I'm sure you would want it to disagree, to, uh, to, to change, to then agree with you. Um, so you can't, I, I mean, that's a very biased viewpoint, but ultimately we think we are right as humans for a reason. So we would want everyone to think the same as us, um, but, but we know that's not the case. So what about yourself? Um. I don't get disappointed. Um, I mean, people are going to think the way they think because I know that I didn't budge. <laughs> you know, even though you all made some good points, whatever. I, you know, I still think you know 
I mean, because I, I look at uh, America and I compare it to to the UK, to Australia, whatever. You know, our crime rate is just ridiculous. You know, every time you turn around, you know, it's a shooting. You know, and it gets to the point. You know, I think I had said once before that. You hear on the news that there's, you know, someone got shot or school this, school this. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And I keep doing what I'm doing. But a couple of years ago, I would have been like, oh, oh my God, you know, whatever. But now it's like every other week. So, mm -hmm. and I think that that's, and I think it's bad for me to feel, to, 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 to feel that way. I think it's bad that I'm just looking at it as, oh, okay, you know. And I think that's a problem that we have in this country because of our guns. So, yeah, I, I get that. And I know it sounds, it's like we're accepting a, a lesser life. You know, it's like, why do we have to put up with these things? But ultimately as well, you know, here in the UK, like I'll touch upon in the show, we don't have the same access to guns that you guys have. And our crime rate is high, very high. And that's with the use of knives, bats, you know, fists, uh, anything, anything. And you can make anything into a, a weapon nowadays that can, yeah. your fists. So I know that the, the whole thing around guns is usually, you know, the, the, the feelings and the emotions because of what that gun can do. Um, but ultimately, I also say in the show that, you know, a lot of lives are saved because of guns um but anyway i don't want to ruin it too much okay uh, guys please uh check out our show please like share follow uh follow us on instagram i've started an instagram page friendly differences pod um look for us on youtube and bitchute that's where the video goes up and anywhere for for audio you you can find us we we use anchor and that distributes it to about seven other platforms spotify Castbox. Google, iTunes. So yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. So from me, um, thanks for your your continuous support and your questions, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. We are now live. Okay, we're now live. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of the Friendly Differences podcast. I'm your host, Baram You podcast, and my co-host, Solid Blue, who I'll pass you on to soon. Uh, me and Solid Blue have started this show. As I said, it is just our second show, but we're, you know, we're so excited about it. It's been something that we've come together and realize that a lot of these debates, political debates, societal debates is a real passion of ours. And along with the help of some of our Podbean friends that we have on the show tonight, Michael Key, Jester, Chill Will, and we do have Pook who 
is here, but he keeps, you know, jumping in and out. He's having some technical difficulties, so so bear with us on that. Um, we've decided to do the second show on gun control. Uh, the first debate was a success. We loved it. We did feel as if we weren't very combated, combative enough. We felt we were too passive, you know. Uh, so tonight, hopefully, that you know changes. We, I don't know any of these guys' views on gun control. Um, so, so hopefully it'll be a, a great show. I think we're streaming on YouTube and Twitch at the moment. So if you're there, feel free to comment. Um, and, and we have an admin, uh, Juju, in the background. So thanks to Juju for keeping an eye on the comments. And I think uh, Solid Blue can can uh, have them accepted so that they'll, they'll appear on the screen. So that's a great um, you know thing to have. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Solid and we can get on with the show. You've pretty much said it all. Um, I'm just excited for this panel, especially one particular person who's trying to turn me into a conservative. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we shall see. We, we, we shall see because I have some interesting facts that you guys may not know. But, Bob, this is your, you're taking the lead. So, okay. Um, so, I'll just go around the room and first of all introduce yourself you can say as little or as much as you want to about you um also i know you guys have got your own shows so please feel free to plug them where people can find you and uh, uh then we'll we'll come back to me and then we'll go around the room for our initial feelings about gun control and then we'll get started on the debate so michael key so uh so our feelings on gun control um no just uh just a bit about yourself oh, and, and your show to start with let the listener yeah. yeah so uh i host the real conservative talk podcast uh i don't think i'm the one solid was referencing to as far as trying to turn her into a conservative uh you know that's not necessarily my goal with anyone but i do host the real conservative talk podcast uh we talk talk about a bunch of different things gun control being one of them uh, with the title of that podcast, I'm sure everyone is probably well aware of my stance on gun control. But uh, yeah, that's uh, really, really about it. Yeah. And uh, Jester, what about yourself? Poop joined. Jester, you are You're muted. Uh, muted. I'm muted. Got it. Okay. It's a drop down menu. I just figured it out. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Jester from It's Doomsday Podcast. Um, I did have a question. How do we find the YouTube link for if we want to share this out? What is the YouTube? It is it Friendly is, Differences. Oh. The, the, I'm sorry, Friendly Differences Podcast. Cool. I'm going to share it out to some people. Yeah. Cheers. Do you know if we can share this on uh, the live stream, the YouTube live stream on Facebook by any chance? We can, yeah. but I did not set up the Facebook link. I didn't get a chance to do that. Okay. Well, I was just wondering if, because if you if you could, I could put it on my page. I, I you know, I have almost four thousand followers. <laughs> if it would live stream it to the Facebook page too, and it live stream your guys's channel, I could try it. Okay. Okay, and uh, Chillwell, we know you've been here before, but uh, just a little bit about yourself or. And you're muted also. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, well, good. I got you. Um, well, yeah, I'm here. Well, hey, everybody. 
I'll be here sitting still here soon so I can appropriately uh, add to the conversation. But yeah, it's just me. Just a guy, a very opin- opinionated guy with a little and a lot to say at the same time. But it's good to see our faces. And um, hey, I'm sure we're going to have a good spirited debate. And Fook, who we cannot see at the moment, if you're there, bud, just a little bit about yourself and tell the listeners where they can find you if, if you have a show. Uh, I don't have a show currently. And apparently when you sign up for Podbean, you have to say you're going to start one or something. So mine just says zero. <laughs> uh, my name is Shane. I live in Houston, Texas. And uh, I stay busy and I'm always willing to contribute in some way sometimes nice can you guys see me no i don't understand because when will came in it bumped me off again you'll have at the bottom of the screen a a mute a stop video a share and a leave Uh, if you if you click the the upward arrow next to the stop video you should be able to like uh put your video input it says I'm starting the video. Oh, here we go. Well, it, it looks as if it's doing something. Anyway, guys, while you're, you know, you can deal with that just now, I'll, I'll start the show with my initial feeling around gun control. Um, when I first got into politics, or roughly about 2014, and I stumbled across the gun control conversation, it wasn't something that I had preconceived notions about or any f- opinions on because obviously being from the UK, guns were taken away, I think, in 1997. Um, they're not illegal here. They're just more of a privilege. Um, so, you know, I mean, I was born in 1988 and it's never been a thing here. It's never really been mentioned. So when I first got into that, you know, debate, argument, listening to more famously, the, I mean, Please tell me, guys, you've seen the, the debate between, well, it's not really a debate between P- Piers Morgan and Alex Jones. It's hilarious. Um, and I watched that again today just to refresh my memory. But what I'll tell you guys is when I watched that video for the first time, I actually sided with, with Piers Morgan because it made me look at Alex Jones like a, a kid, like a child that was being told you're not getting some candy. It was like the, 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 the speech around it, like, don't you dare take away our guns. Because I was on, you know, uneducated on why people needed to have guns, that's how it sounded. And, and I mean, I was a victim of that. And I've completely done a U-turn on that once I educated myself on the, the importance of the Second Amendment. Um, so I've got, you know, facts and, and statistics I'll get into later on the show. But ultimately, for me, I think the Second Amendment is so important. Um, I would say the First Amendment is more important, but the Second Amendment's not far behind it because especially what we've just gone through in the last two years, I know for my own self, and I know a lot of people here in the UK have often said in the last couple of years, America is so lucky that they have the guns because, you know, just look at Australia, what's happening there. And I mean, I'm, I'm just talking recent events, like what's happened in the last two years. I'm sure you guys could probably talk about things that's happened in the past. And I mean, we could even go back and, historical times and i know there's a famous quote from alex jones there that you know hitler took the guns stalin took the guns you know he rattled off all these you know tyrannical leaders and it you know i think when when you listen to 
a, a gun control debate, you'll have two types of people. You'll have one person who is pro-gun, who in my opinion is pro-facts and statistics and rationality. And then you have someone who is for more gun control, which I'm not, you know, I'm not closed-minded to. I think there are could be improvements that could be made, but you'll have that person that will be ultimately trying to make more gun control who are emotionally attached using their emotions talking about you know um, sandy hook las vegas shooting bringing up you know emotional hard stories to hear which again we need both both types of people in the world but when you when you're doing taking away people's rights and things i tend to side on the people that are using facts and statistics so that's where i stand on that um michael if you want to take over <clears throat> Yeah, so I uh, completely agree with you, uh, Bob. And something I also I um, often say is, uh, and what people don't realize, so the Bill of Rights in the United States is the first ten amendments. Uh, the reason why the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment, in my opinion, they're kind of listed in uh, terms of importance, even though they're all important, extremely important. But you need the ability to speak up, and we know this. Think about all the events, all the changes that have happened in the United States in particular uh, with any issue often was solved by someone having to speak up, protest, or uh, just raise awareness. And the right to do so is defended by the Second Amendment itself. Uh, if you look over in Russia right now, you know, some people say, well, Putin's cracking down on fake news. And he doesn't want these outlets reporting on things that aren't true. But he's not just not allowing them to report. He's uh, imprisoning the people that are protesting their opinion on whether or not their citizens should be sent over to a country to die for something that they don't believe in. And when you start going down that route and imprisoning people and, you know, for political purposes or speech purposes, right? They don't have the ability to enforce anything. There's, there can never be a change in a country like that, you know, when, when they don't have any control. So just kind of, you know, to, um, and I know we'll get into the statistics and stuff. And so I'll save that for, for the whole conversation, but that's, you know, just my uh, general viewpoint as far as the importance of firearms, especially here in the United States. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about the whole new world order. I know uh, Boz looked, looks into all that stuff, and especially on Podbean, there's a lot of people that believe in that. Well, if you think about it, the United States in that sense with the Second Amendment would be the last place to uphold any kind of defense against that occurring as well. So it is extremely important, you know, and I'll pass it on there, uh, you know, and, and get in more into it as we as we go on. Okay, solid. You're muted. Yeah, okay, you know, um, gun control does not mean no guns. And I know the right has a way of saying the left wants to take away our guns. They're going to take away our guns. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Second Amendment, you know. And that's not true. It's, you know, it's like one thing that I can say that conservatives do very well is 
they can spin, they can spin, they can spin, they can spin, they, 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 they can spin, they can take one word and just change it into something, in my opinion, that is not. And, you know, gun control is, is just, in my opinion, crazy people should not own guns. Now, you look back um, for, I live Southern Cal. People think that people in California are crazy. We have, you know, Newsom. Oh, my God, he's this, he's that, whatever. When you go back in history and you look at the gun control in California, they were all done, all of them. The banning and everything by Republican governors. When um, the Black Panthers uh, marched to the state capital back in 1967, oh my God, the black people are coming, the black people are coming. Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan signed a ban. And it, and again, if, if, if you look back at just all of, you know, going back as far as, you know, 1863, when the first concealed to carry ban, it was by a Republican governor. And up until, you know, it, it you know, up until like the, the mid 50s, when they just um, had a waiting period, which a Democratic governor did, all of the bans have been for from Republicans. But people, they don't want to talk about that. They, they want to say, you know, California is this liberal state, whatever, which it wasn't until maybe the uh, started to turn blue back in the 90s. But California was 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 red. So when you look at gun control, you know, I am 100% for it. I think we need to control it because crazy people do not need to have guns. People who can go and shoot up a school or a nursing home or a nightclub, whatever, to me, those people are crazy. I own guns. Do I want people come coming to take mine? No. But again, I'm not going to go and you know go to to a school and start shooting everyone. So again, gun control does not mean we want to take take your guns. I just think that you know I I think that you should have a you know a um, check. Uh, you know, if there's something that's in your background that's like mm, maybe you shouldn't own 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 a uh, gun. But if you're if your background check is fine, hey, go. You go and get as many guns as, as you want. Um, for assault weapons, um, I don't think people should have them. The person who actually um, made the assault rifle regrets it because it's turned into something that he did not want. You know, why do you need an assault rifle to go shoot him? I mean, you're going to shoot a deer with, with, with an assault rifle? I mean, seriously. I mean, just certain things are just, I mean, it's to me, it's just like common sense. But I think that it's always spun as if one side says, says no, the other side says yes, when I don't think that that's, that that's the case. I think it's just a case of just, can we just, you know, whoever buys a gun, can they just have common sense and can they be a responsible person? Okay, and Jester, would you like to give your opening remarks on your opinions on gun control? Absolutely. Um, there, there's been a lot to take in between you, Michael Key, and Solid Blue at the moment. So, like, I'm just I'm I'm in the you know I'm processing right now. Um, 
I, I do think that we need to be careful about who does have firearms, who does own them. I definitely think when it comes to mental health checks, uh, that should be a thing. And you guys know I'm very conservative. I'm very right-leaning. I'm very pro-gun. Um, but, no, I can agree that not everybody should have one. Um, I was raised in a household where guns were a thing. I got my first gun when I was four or five years old. Um, I've been shooting my entire life having a gun around is like having a hammer. That's how it was around our house. We never had any accidents. Nobody ever did anything crazy. Um, and even when I worked law enforcement, I never had to use a gun on anybody. Um, I've had to pull out my gun a couple of times, but I never had to, I never had to shoot anybody. Thank God. I wouldn't want that on my conscience, but there's, there's a fine line. Um, when we talk about people that are crazy, there's a fine line if we could identify that or not, some people hide crazy very, very well. And the people uh, that do these assessments, uh, the, the psychiatrist and the mental health doctors and stuff like that, um, they're only human. So they can make mistakes too when it comes to judging these individuals. Um, but as Solid Blue was saying, you know, the Democrats or Republicans, it's whoever's, I think, kind of pushing them in that direction. Um, the idea behind the Second Amendment is it's not supposed to be infringed upon, and we've been infringing upon it for years. Every day there's a new regulation, they're putting out something different. And I think the main reason everybody references California with this is because of all the different individual steps California's putting in place. When we talk about the AR-15, you have to own a, you're only allowed to own a special California-compliant AR-15 in that state, Um to where pretty much every other state out there, you can just get a regular AR-15. So California is kind of the model that everybody looks at when they think gun control or when they think, you know, compliancy. Okay, and uh, Pook, are you there? And would you like to give your opening statement on gun control? Sure, I've been trying um, to get video and I apologize. Uh, but Lisa, I do disagree with you on this. You know, I'm as liberal as it gets, and I think where it needs to stop is where we're dividing right and left, red and blue, and making sure that we're following a path to solve the challenges that we have um, first. And I can tell you right now, everybody says, oh, background checks, this and that. I don't know about anybody else, but I know in Texas, if I walk into the store this afternoon when I go buy this new gun, um, they're going to pull my, uh, I think it's called ATIS. Uh, they're going to pull ATIS and they're going to pull the report on me and I'm going to pass in probably 10 minutes or less and I can buy whatever I want and walk out of the store. Um, but I do think that there's a mental health issue here. The challenge with that is that where does it stop? You know, and it's just like, um, it's no secret I'm pro-choice, right? But at the same time, when you kind of align the whole vaccine issue to it, everybody has a choice to do that, and you're okay with that, but you're not okay with everybody's choice to do what they want with their bodies, right? So there's hypocrisy there. And I think that that hypocrisy lies right in the middle of this red and blue issue. And, I, and I'm not calling you a hypocrite. Please don't take it that way. You know me. But I think that it's not a political issue. I think it's more of a responsibility issue for the individual gun owner and everybody else around. And in my state, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, they just passed, this past September, they um, allowed constitutional carry. And what that means 
is you prior to that you can have a concealed weapon permit now they have constitutional carry uh, I'm from the Virginia Beach North uh, Outer Banks area so it's a little bit different in Virginia because they are an open carry now or what they want to call it as, as a constitutional carry and uh, last year when I went home I saw people running around with guns in their um, in their pant line and here in Texas the laws are a little bit different the assumption for the people that don't know the law is that you can walk around with a gun just in your belt belt line you don't have to have any permits or anything else but in fact that's not true and as unfortunate as it is Greg Abbott sold us out on our Fourth Amendment right to illegal search and seizure to get the second um, or to get that uh, constitutional carry push through so you've got all these challenges um, and then when it comes to mental health our particular state if you were my neighbor and I said you know this guy's out here at 2 o'clock in the morning howling at the moon I think there's an issue going on with him and it's a mental issue then your right to own that gun and your right to not carry that gun is stripped right then and there without cause and, and I think that's unfair at the end of the day can you see me you're muted no no I can't see you uh, book um, are, are you is that you done are you done no I see Lisa talking but she's muted or something oh no I was just ra I'm sorry I was just raising my hand because I wanted to comment after you finished. yeah, yeah um, I will give uh, Lisa, uh, so oh, sorry. Are you, are you finished? Book on you go. Just on you go. One one more second. When yep. when we look at assault weapons, I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, I have I have what weapons I want, and if somebody's going to come at me with an AK, I'm going to make sure I have something to defend myself, and a little six shooter revolver is not going to do the trick, you know. And when you've you've got to be able to match that power. And I'm an advocate for the uh, police to have military type, type weapons. My nephew is um, a federal law enforcement agent. And I believe that if he has armor piercing bullets coming at him, then he, him and every single police officer in this country needs to have the right to have that kind of equipment. And I think we should fund it. Okay. That's very okay, liberal Lisa. of you, Pook. Middle of the road. <laughs> I. This is where it gets tricky because you know, just like with COVID vaccines and stuff, I'm not saying everybody has to go go stand in uh, line and you know get a shot. I I did. I felt that was what was right for me. I mean, in in the end, if that's what you want to do, then 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 that's what you you do. But when is it too much? Um, in terms of the law enforcement having military st style stuff, okay, that's fine. But do they have to show up at, you know, somebody's house who's, who's, um, uh, who is, um, uh, what do I want to say? Um, if someone, if, 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 if my neighbor called and said that, they heard my husband and I, and we're, you know, going at it. Do I think that law enforcement should show up at my house, you know, in this, you know, military gear? No. I mean, so it's like, when is it overkill? Um, 
And you are walking that fine, fine line. In the end, it is a choice, you know, but um, it, it has to be, there has to be some kind of way that we can con control or have a say in who owns a gun and who doesn't, especially if those people who want guns are not, re are not responsible people. That is all I'm saying. Irresponsible people should not own guns. People who will, you know, get upset because you were playing cards and they lost and you owed them $5 and they're going to shoot you. I mean, this happens. That's, that's crazy. You know, so. I can't raise my hand. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um before before we jump to chill well we've gotten back uh we have a question i was just wondering how we get those questions over onto the screen but i think solid you've done that have you we have a question here from john jo josh h make sure that they know that ar does not stand for assault rifle yeah, it does, it does stand for yeah. armalite um, what is it automatic Ar rifle no 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 it stands for armalite Armalite Armal. is the company. Eugene Stoner founded Armalite and is the father of the AR-15 and the M-16. So he, Eugene Stoner created two two rifles, right? A civilian version and a military version. The M-16 is was the standard issue starting at in Vietnam, which is what you see the people shooting over there, which is actually different than the AR-15 that you see us owning in the civilian world today. Now it, the M16 has evolved into the M4, which is our standard military issue rifle now. But uh, there is a difference. And so uh, the common misconception is AR means automatic rifle or assault rifle. Assault, the assault rifle thing to me is a joke because we consider assault, the crime of assault, when you go and you punch someone in the face or you beat them up or verbal assault, right? You can assault someone with a hammer. You can assault someone with your words. You can assault someone with your fist. All right. So any gun used in a crime used to harm someone else is an assault weapon. Make sense? So AR, it just coincidentally, uh, ha you know, has the same abbreviation. Maybe we should change it from AR to, I don't know, something else so people don't confuse that. But it means yeah. arm of light. It has nothing to do with yeah its intention yeah and also while we're on the subject it would maybe be a good idea to say like uh, in america what do you guys have the rights to to own because i know that the semi-automatic the automatic the you know the pistols are involved in the semi-automatic because it's just basically one pull of the trigger releases one bullet and mm -hmm. the automatic are just pull the trigger and you know um so i mean there, there could be an argument there it's something that i've not really thought too much about but I mean, I know there are people that say, do do citizens really need to have guns that can, you know, automatically shoot when you hold the trigger and, you know, and it, it fills the, the whole magazine uh, because of the destruction and damage that that could do. There, there's probably people that could defend that. And I, like I say, I don't know my opinion, but um, ultimately that argument is is one that we could go down that route. Um, but first of all, I'll jump to, to chill Will just to give your, your initial statement on your feelings about gun control. Uh, I'm kind of split about this issue because on one hand, I do, I do, I'm kind of on board with some here. You just don't need 
you know, AR-15, M16, like, I mean, or some things you just don't need um, to defend yourself. Um, we're not going to war, you know what I'm saying? But it could be the apocalypse one day, right? So who's to say you shouldn't be prepared for it, right? So um, my thing is that from my experiences, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, you know, People who have guns in my community, they probably have them that I grew up in. They, they got them anyway. They, 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 I mean, that just means that the people who legally obtain guns won't have them, and then the people who would obtain them illegally would have them. Um, so typically, if they're doing something wrong or they have bad, ill will, bad intentions, that's how they got the gun anyway. So it's not like... It, I mean, they run around with an illegal gun and, you know, serial, serial numbers scraped off and things of that nature. It's not a... So why can't the people who want to legally obtain guns and legally defend themselves have the same access? Because you're putting them at a disadvantage for the most part, uh, depending on, you know, where you live at. And so, and so how do you how do you even get the guns off the street, number one? You know what I'm saying? It just... I feel like more gun control, uh, it puts... Just a disadvantage to the people who really want to want to actually use the guns in their in a proper way. Um, historically, though, um, I just feel like I think it should be fair for everybody, though. You know, in each state, to be honest, because there's so many varying laws in each state. Um, I can go over the whole history of um, like the California gun laws were ridiculous, and it was clearly based off of you know you see a whole bunch of brothers on the on the, on the steps of city hall. California gun laws can change real quick. <laughs> and I'm talking about the Black Panthers. That shit changed real quick. Um, so, and then they, they were exercising their right. And we just seen that a couple of years ago. Um, uh, you know, a couple of our Caucasian brothers did the same thing in a different way. I don't think they changed the gun laws. So, historically, America is, is kind of, you know, did- it, but overall, it, you definitely need, I mean, I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to have you know, me being legally not being able to get a gun when these crazy MFers out here and then they just, you know, and I, I don't think that should be right. You should be able to defend yourself and your family uh, accordingly. Um, I, it, Bob, if you don't mind, if I... Yeah, on you go, Michael, feel free. And so I've been writing notes just so I can keep up. Uh, I got that idea from Chill Will when he said he, he writes down notes when we have the conversations in the other podcasts. But... Uh, a couple things, and I look. I think going back to what Solid Blue's sister said about the Republican and Democrat thing. Here's what I haven't looked at the statistics, but here's how I feel about it: is anyone that wants to infringe on those rights, okay, needs to be held accountable, and that's a problem. Whether you're in California, Florida, anywhere, uh, I think that both sides have probably. Well, I know both sides have put in. Uh, legislation that limits someone's ability to own a firearm or a certain type of firearm. Uh, Here's how I see it. You know, even though I'm a a conservative and I am a registered Republican, I don't really side with Republicans and I probably side with them less and less as time goes on because I think them and the Democrats are pretty much all the same. Uh, I am an originalist to the Constitution, though. The Second Amendment uh, reads that we should have the right to bear arms. And let me actually pull up the 
actual writing here. It says, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to bear uh, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The definition of infringed is to they can't change. You can't alter it. You can't overstep. In the Declaration of Independence, it reads, let me pull back up here. I had it here. But uh, in the first line, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And it ends the sentence out that we are given inalienable rights. Inalienable means that they cannot be altered, they cannot be changed, they cannot be taken away. People often want to relate, um, you know, driving. You're like, oh, well, you have to have a driver's permit or a driver's license to drive a car. Driving and owning a firearm are not in the same thing. Driving is a privilege, not a right. Owning a firearm in the United States is a right. Uh, we are not gifted the right to drive vehicles in our Constitution. There is a reason why we have the Second Amendment, and it's not for hunting purposes. It's for, and it, this is also written in our Constitution, uh, that to protect us from not just foreign enemies, but our own government itself. And it also states in the Constitution that if the people see, see that the government has overreached, then they have the right, not just the right, but the responsibility to hold the government responsible and change that government as they see fit. So when you start talking about, um, you know, oh, you don't need this rifle, you don't need this rifle, you know, actually, if you look back, our founding fathers um, completely intended for us to own rifles like the AR-15. The uh, U.S. Revolution, the U.S. or the Continental Army or the colonists at that time actually used rifles that were more advanced than the British armies. We had stuff like the Pennsylvania rifle. We used guerrilla warfare tactics. We actually um, were one of the first people to implement sniping because we could shoot from further distances because we had rifling, which they had muskets. They weren't as accurate. So they did that because they wanted the people to have the ability to defend their freedoms against the government. So it's not that, oh, you don't need an AR-15 to go hunting. No, it's you need that AR-15 kind of going to like what Pook said is to defend when a government oversteps. When you go back to like what Chill Will uh, talked about with the Black Panthers exercising a right in California on the steps, and he's like, man, you see gun laws change real quick. I'm against that. I think it doesn't matter what color you are, what religion you are, if you're a citizen of the United States, then you have the ability to exercise the rights that are given to the citizens of the United States in the American Constitution. Um, it's kind of like, when do we take voting rights away? Well, usually when someone breaks the law. Everyone should be able to, to utilize their rights until you do something that, uh, you know, uh, forces you to get that taken away. These things are just abiding by the Constitution. Now, if you want to go off the statistics, 
when you start saying, you know, well, assault rifles or not assault, I hate using that term, but an AR-15 or a rifle, you know, shouldn't be allowed to be in civilians' hands. There's an estimated 20 million AR-15 style rifles. So that could be an AK, that could be an AR, that could be a whole bunch of, you know, these high um, 30 round capacity magazines, 60 round magazines, you know, rifles that fire semi-automatic. 20 million. Out of that, in 2021, only just over 300 people, this is including all the mass shootings and everything, 300 people were killed with a rifle. A rifle includes your semi-automatic ARs, your AKs, and a bolt-action hunting rifle. It's just a rifle. 300 people, which is like, what, a tenth of a percent, maybe? Uh, In... Of all the gun homicides, in uh, which was around forty some thousand in two thousand twenty one, or two thousand twenty, sorry, only three hundred of those were used with a rifle. So three percent of gun deaths in the United States are actually occur because of the very weapon that they Congress is focusing on banning. So even if you got rid of the the so-called assault rifles, you still have all of the homicides pretty much that you would have when they weren't around or when they were around. Um, so the statistics don't add up as far as the semi-automatics. Here's the other thing. The only reason why people blame the ARs is because of what they look like. It's, you know, a hunting rifle. I have a Browning BAR Safari Mark II. It is a semi-automatic 30-06 rifle, which is the same round used in the M1 Garand in World War II, which probably killed more people in this world, you know, than anything at, during that time. Uh, and it shoots just as fast as the AR if you wanted to. And the round is about that much bigger. It's huge compared to the 5.56. There is, it's, if you use statistics, the reasoning behind why we are allowed to have these firearms. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't make sense, honestly. And then as far as like mental health, I agree there are certain people that shouldn't own a firearm. I 100% agree with you. But like what Pook said, when do we stop? One of the bills that was proposed, uh, I believe 2019 by, was it Sheila Jackson? Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, they wanted to, keep firearms out of anyone that had a mental health health disorder. What they didn't do is define what a mental health disorder is. Now, a lot of you know I have Tourette syndrome. That's a mental health disorder. I've taken medicine for that. But my Tourette's do not dictate my mental state at all. It's just uh, an involuntary movement of my body and stuff, right, that derives from my brain. That's it. But th- based under their laws, they were going to disqualify me and then people who have like things like ADHD and all that from owning these firearms. So there needs to be a fine line on what is acceptable, acceptable and what's not. I completely 100% believe that uh, they try to implement laws in such a way, and we see this with the lawsuit with the Sandy Hook uh, thing that just happened with when they were able to sue Remington, who had nothing to do with 
the kid that took his mom's legally purchased firearm, who was off of his medication, all right, went and, and shot up a school. And that was like one of the saddest things probably to happen in this country. It really was. But Remington had nothing to do with that. The firearm was legally purchased and it was legally purchased from a gun dealer, a legal gun dealer, not the gun manufacturer, but they're trying to implement it. And Gavin Newsom just signed off on a law to where California will citizens will be able to sue these gun manufacturers as well, um, where they can take it to the gun manufacturer, sue them for $70 million. It's paid out with insurance money. Well, that's going to cause insurance companies not to want to insure these companies because they don't want the liability and they're not going to want to enter the civilian market. Uh, Colt, I believe already exited the civilian market for the most, most part because of certain things like that. That's how they're going to get them away from the civilian, the civilians. The only reason why they want to implement laws like that is not because of what they do in, uh, in the States as far as killing people, because the statistics don't add up. It's a control thing. If you disarm the population, then you have control. What is the first thing Ukraine did when they got invaded? They started passing out AKs and every weapon they get their hands on to the civilians to defend their country from a foreign entity. Well, it was almost too late by that point. So there's a lot of good reasons why we have these weapons. Well, well, uh, well said, Michael, and very informative. And we actually have a comment that I'd like you to address because I think it is aimed at you and actually... It's my mate, uh, Mitchell23119. I was talking to him briefly about tonight, and he's obviously listening. And I, 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 I can add a little bit of context to his question because I know his stance. And this is what I was thinking throughout your conversation and after everyone's given their initial feelings. It's, it's a shame that we don't have anyone on here that completely wants to take all guns away from citizens. And I, and I actually think to myself, I think those people are, are few and far between, especially in America. I think you'd be harder to find someone who is for taking all guns away from people. But I will tell you now, you're going to get people in the UK and other countries that will have that. And, and I don't know for sure, because like I said, it was just a brief conversation with my friend mm -hmm. and he, he believes that guns shouldn't be in the hands of civilians. Um, and I think what he's aiming at here, he's wrote, I don't know if you can see it, but he's wrote, wow. I can't believe you've just compared having a driving license to having a gun. So, um, uh, you know, when you mentioned about a, a driving license is a, is a privilege and owning a gun is a right, if you could just expand on that for him, maybe. Yeah. So I want to start by saying, uh, you know, I would expect people from the UK to be against Americans owning uh, firearms because it caused them a lot of problems a couple hundred years ago. But uh, now I'm just kidding. Uh, um, but no, in all seriousness, okay. There are people in the United States, and I think it's changing, though, especially after maybe some of the stuff that went on with COVID, all right? But there are people that would want no one to have a firearm, right? Uh, there is a difference, again, going back to the, a privilege and a right. And maybe this is just something that's been bred into us as Americans for the last 250 years. You can go back. You can say, okay, the Revolutionary War, all right? There was actually in what they consider an insurrection right after the revolution when our government was first created, all right, where no one was shot, but it, there was a militia, a state militia that rose up against the new federal gov for, federal form of government, all right, and it got some problems solved. Uh, we have the Civil War is a big one, all right, uh, and then I want to also point out um, civil rights, all right, and like what Chill Will said with the Black Panthers, 
okay, and the firearms. Were there encroachments there? I think if they limited guns because a bunch of black people were on the steps of a Capitol building with firearms, that's not right. But because change comes from that, all right? Like I said, a right is something that is given to us that cannot be infringed. And in the United States, our Constitution is not laws that uh, limit the United States citizens. It's actually uh, grants the U.S. citizens freedoms and limits the government's power over the citizens. Okay, The Constitution outlines laws that the government has to abide by, not the citizens. But when you start talking about driving, driving is nowhere in there. All right. I often say the Constitution is the greatest invention of mankind. Why? Because it's led to the more innovation in this world. All right. The the, the creation of a republic um, that is often modeled around the world. Look at all the NATO countries after uh, World War II. And it is written in a way that it can adapt like okay black people didn't have the right to vote at first it was expanded on all right by adding freedoms which is the only thing it should ever do to where it captures all of them okay and therefore everyone in there has these rights that cannot be infringed on you have to be able to own the firearm to uphold those rights otherwise they can go and just overstep Driving is just a whole different concept in general. But the other thing that's interesting, though, when you talk about a driver's license, what do you do? Okay, you have to go and you have to um, pass a driver's test. You may check your eyesight. Do they ever give you a background check? No. Anyone can drive. A felon can drive after they get out of jail, right? It's actually very easy to get a driver's license. Um, and with that said, but we, we actually have very strict laws in place believe it or not like pook said you have to go and you have to get the back the federal background checks all right which by the way did you also know when you go and you buy i know it's a pistol here in tennessee it may have changed to a rifle if i wanted to buy three guns today i have to get a background check for all three weapons right there in the store they're background checking the same person but they have to do a background check for each weapon and then some states now make you wait, was it a 24-hour uh, wait or a three-day wait? Um, there's a lot that goes into this, you know, but there's a strict difference between a privilege and a right. It's, it's hard to understand because it's, I think a lot of it's a cultural uh, thing here in the United States that maybe people in other countries don't, don't understand. But as you see with everyone on this panel, as much as we do disagree, we all exercise it exercise that right and we all seem to believe that we have the ability to have that right too um or that we are entitled to that right so maybe it is a cultural thing but there is a big difference and you could probably look at the definition between a privilege and a right okay and we'll go to solid i know you've had your hand up for a while so on you go you know um i agree with some of what michael says and disagree with a lot of what he <laughs> says <laughs> um you know when you look at the second um um uh, um amendment you it was in my opinion i understand what you're saying about you know the, the government wanted wanted us to be able to defend our homes and what have you but it was also meant because 
you know, King George was sending his British soldiers over and it was the right to bear arms because the British did not want the, the, the Americans to, to have guns. You know, so that's basically where it came from. You know, but when you start talking about a privilege and, and a right, um, you know, and, you know, what Chill said and what I said about the Panthers, um, you know, again, it was in the 1960s, whatever. Um, but again, the Panthers, they went to Sacramento with firearms and all of a sudden, there's this, this ban. Fast forward to 2020, you have all these people going to Michigan, storming the, the Capitol, getting up in people's faces, what have you, with guns, nothing happens. So a privilege and a right. It's like one group has a privilege and the other group is always fighting for a right. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the Constitution, it didn't include people that look like me. Mm. It included people that look like you, your gender, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, I mean, again, America, we're different in so many ways and stuff. And we're so hypocritical on so many phases. You know, um, when I look at law enforcement and I'm again, I'm going to bring up the um when Fred Hampton was murdered, he was murdered mm -hmm. by the Chicago police while he slept. They shot 120 bullets into his room while he slept. When they took him out, his mattress was soaking with blood. Law enforcement, I'm sorry, you don't have that right. You shouldn't have that power. That was murder. Did they enter the house too? They did not enter the house until after they had shot it up. Okay. But he was sleeping on a mattress mm -hmm. by himself. And they I think they raided it like 5 a.m. Or, or, or something like this. But they murdered him. And and law enforcement should not have that right. You you know, and, and I think that's uh, you know, when you give a law enforcement officer a firearm, there's a responsibility that comes with that. If I have have one, there's a responsibility that that comes with it. If you give a five a five year old one, there's a responsibility that comes with it. So again, when you say right, and you know, it's like again, some people have the privilege, and other people are constantly fighting for that right. So who gets to own one, and who doesn't? Again, we have that very fine line. And I look, I agree because, um. It shouldn't be about who gets to exercise the right, okay? Because remember what I when I brought up the fourteen, the fifteenth amendment, fourteen, fifteenth amendment, right? Where it captures everyone, all right? That's when okay, black people are now a part of the Constitution, right? That's right after the Civil War. They're allowed to vote. They're given the rights, and uh, then you go to even the Snyder Act in nineteen twenty four that brings Native Americans into it and gave them all citizenship, whether they lived on reservations or not, right? As soon as everyone is captured, all right, at that point, and they're and they're under that constitution, everyone should have the equal right to exercise that freedom. Now we're getting into another problem, like you said, of how we approach that right. It's not a firearm uh, 
problem. It's not a Second Amendment problem. It's not a Constitution problem. It's the way that the government enforces certain things. Because I do understand where you're coming from and saying, well, it doesn't it doesn't seem it, it obviously by example does it doesn't seem like you know black people have the same rights as white people we can agree on this i but the the reason why it's not necessarily hypocritical to me as much as it is to the people that enforce our laws is because i actually believe that black people should be when i went and got my concealed carry permit here all right my roommate my two roommates uh were both like they both one had a concealed carry permit the other one didn't i took him with me I staunchly believe that everyone should try and go get that, especially people in the black community. Go exercise that right. You know, go and 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 uh, take advantage of that. And it should not be enforced differently. It should be enforced the same. So I do understand that there is a, a fundamental problem there, right? So, but we shouldn't change the laws because it's not the the laws that we have aren't being enforced properly or they're being enforced unequally. They just need to be enforced equally. That's the thing. And I think we need to focus on how we're going to enforce these laws equally instead of just changing it to where it hurts everybody. And so that's, and this goes back to, you know, there's so many reasons why people want to get rid of certain firearms or get rid of, rid of certain laws or limit speech but they don't want to look at like underlying causes as to why this stuff even happens because the gun doesn't ever kill anybody it takes someone to pull that trigger and it takes someone getting to that point to pull the trigger because as far as i know no one on this uh panel has purposely gone out and committed murder with a firearm and for us to do so it would take something happening to us that got us to that point uh but I think it is. It goes back to just a whole different issue when you start talking about. Well, it seems like mine's a privilege and yours is a right. Mm-hmm. You know, it should not be that way, and I agree it should not be that way. So, yeah. so that's just how I I see that. Yeah, I think we we come across this a lot, and and I'm not you know solidly you're you're great for for pointing out those injustices, and you know for anyone that was to st- stand up for for those injustices, then we, I'm sure we would all defend, you know, your beliefs on that, because it's it's ultimately what I always say is it's not us that are taking away those rights of minorities or black people or, or you know, the people that are being, you know, uh, ostracized or, or, you know, oppressed or whatever. It's it ultimately it's the government and there's no one better on this panel than me to, you know, I'll, be, I'll fully back you on that because I know the government are the ones that, that do that and they do it purposely. They weaponize their oppression to get us, you know, divided and, and all that. So, um, Jester, you've you've had a lot to unpack there, a lot to listen to, and and uh, you know, if if you want to take the conversation in a in a different way, because I think Michael's been very informative on that. And yeah, on you go. Yeah, so I got I got three things I wanted to throw out there uh, real quick. I want to start first with uh, the race side of this. So you're, you're right, bots. It's just a way to keep division. And whenever you guys go out and you purchase a firearm, one of the things you're going to see on that on that background check form, your form to purchase that they send in, is it asks you for your race on there, on that form. And for the life of me, I I cannot figure out why. If that's a statistical thing that they're just trying to build a database to see who's purchasing what. But at the end of the day, if they didn't want a division, it shouldn't be on that form. Flat out, it doesn't matter what color you are. That should not be a factor when purchasing anything, right? It doesn't matter what it is. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to throw out here uh, was, you know, just just to throw this out there with Michael's comparison uh, to the car thing. So, yes, Michael, you're right. A felon could go out, they can get a driver's license. And just to throw a little bit of statistics at you guys, um, we have about 32,000 gun-related deaths a year in this country as to where we have about 50,000 vehicle-related deaths. So when you want to talk about which one is potentially more deadly, it is it is the vehicle side of this. And we're not limiting really uh, who can drive. I mean, we do so with DUIs, things like that, whatnot. Um, but then to take it a step back to say about the Second Amendment, we were earlier we were talking about having the fully automatic weapons and why we don't have those anymore. So it was back in the 30s that they instituted the ban on fully automatic weapons because at one time you could have these without regulation. Okay. Um, they put that ban in on those back in the 30s, and then they pretty much stopped manufacturing of fully automatic weapons back in the 80s. So, I mean, I personally don't think anybody really needs to have a fully automatic weapon. I, I don't think it's a thing. I mean, if you want one, you can go through the steps and the background checks to get it. It's a very long, drawn-out, extensive process, and there are certain areas you live in around the country that will never approve it. It'll never happen. Um, the chances of getting a fully automatic weapon in California or, you know, maybe living in D.C., good luck. That's it's not going to happen. Um, but when we talk about how they ban that, that's just one more infringement. It's one more step that they're taking. I don't, I don't care if you want a fully automatic weapon or not, but it's just the idea that for years they've slowly been chipping away at the second amendment and they're going to continue to do so. That's all. Well, well said. I'm glad you brought up some of those points, and uh, I think the the reference to the you know 30,000 deaths uh, by by gun and 50,000 deaths by my motor vehicle is something that you know I've got two or three pages here of stats, and, and I'll maybe run through them when it comes back around to me. Um, that that kind of what I've learned over the past couple of days doing my research is like w when people do want to take guns off the streets completely. It's like, are you going to take knives off the streets completely? Are you going to take cars off the streets completely? Like, where do you stop? And then, you know, a lot of the, the stats, like, again, we'll get to, well, I, I, I want to prove kind of like through these stats that having guns on the streets actually saves lives. And I've got a stat here that just shocked me. I learned this one today. And if it's true, which I don't doubt because it's the CDC website, um, that, that kind of, in fact, I'll just tell you guys, 500,000 people to 300 million people a year are saved by guns. You know, the fact that someone has it on them or, you know, even even down to like a burglar or, or, or someone that's, you know, willing to do a crime. In America, I'm sure that goes through their mind all the time before they commit a crime. This person might have a gun. Am I really going to do this? You know, here in the UK, you don't think twice. Like the, 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 the violent crime in the UK soared after we took the guns in 1997. Um, you know, knife crime, um, bats, baseball bats, um, poles, you know, there's, there's, you know, all violent crime that, that just made it, you know, shoot through the roof. So, so I also think the argument can be said for owning guns, you know, concealed carry. Um, I don't know how many states, maybe someone can answer it when it comes back to them. But if, if you're in a state that has concealed carry, like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, again, those states have the least violent crime. Um, and I even heard today that the three states that do have the most crime are the ones with the most gun controls, California, Chicago, and New York. I think they're the three, and they're the three with the most uh, restrictions. So that, like, that kind of goes in that, that narrative. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll pass over to Pook. Um, just real quick, those are yourself. cities too you just named, right? The Chicago yeah, yeah, and New York. Yeah. It, well, I, yeah. I point that out though, is because those those 
small areas that are high population. Actually, I think it's New York City, Chicago, and LA account for like the majority or a large proportionate uh, amount of gun homicides. So that just okay. wanted to point that out. Yeah, and and just add one. It's like drugs. You know, I hear I hear it in the drug argument. A lot of people take drugs because they're illegal. And when you make drugs legal, you'll find a lot of people just stop. And that's the same with with guns. You know that argument. So anyway, Pook, uh, what, what what have you got to add? I don't know if you can see this. Um, can you hear me? I've got my um, video and camera. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Can you guys see this? Yeah. 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 She's 17 years old. She got out of her car uh, five nights ago and she was going to go into a mobile gas station. A guy walked up to her, wanted her uh, telephone. She kind of chuckled at him and she says, yeah, boy, get away from me. Stop playing. He shot her twice in the stomach. Okay. And I want to show you something else. Um, There's another picture of her. Okay. 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm an advocate of getting the guns off the street in certain hands. Um, unfortunately, the kid that shot her, give me one second. Um, the kid that actually shot her was uh, 14. This was this is the wound as it is today. Okay, wow. that's heartbreaking for a 17-year-old child. Now, the argument here is her boyfriend was 18. He was sitting next to her, and he didn't have a weapon. In my opinion, the kid should have had one. You know what? I should have had one or somebody else should have had one that was standing next to her to just take that, take the other one out that chose to do that and just, just spare the court system spare. And I, I know that sounds crazy and radical, but you know what, when somebody goes to do that over a cell phone, we can sit here all day long and try to overanalyze and blame somebody and everything else, but just, just eliminate it right from the beginning. That's my opinion. Okay. Uh, I, just, I, I know I what you mean. Maybe wrong, but I'll. You know, my very best friend was killed uh, back in 2000, December of 2018. She was the general manager of a hotel in Texas City, and one of her employees called out. She chose to go in and cover that shift. A uh, guy walks in. He shouldn't have had a gun in the first place because he was a criminal. But we all know that they get him. And walked in, demanded the money. She complied. Uh, she did everything she possibly could on his way out the door. He turned around and popped her in the head twice. She was prohibited from having a gun on that property. And it was a Marriott property, by the way. This was not, it was just a, it was a uh, Marriott Fairfield Inn and Suites. And I was, I spent a long time in the business and I was one of those people that always carried a gun. I didn't care whether I lost my job for it or not, because if it comes down to protecting myself or somebody else that I need to protect, then I'm going to make sure I make that decision. And it's going to be the it's going to be a concise decision. I'm not going to wait around and consider it or have second or third thoughts. 
Mm -hmm. I just wanted to share with you, you know, when this stuff hits home, it changes your mind. And when you're dealing with family and loved ones and everything else that are victims of these type of crimes, it really changes your mind and it changes how you view things. Mm -hmm. I live here in the Houston area. Well, today I'm down at the coast. I'm fishing this weekend. But um, there's actually some roads here that are in the North Houston area. Um, If I ever have to travel that road to go to Houston airport, I always have to stay in the right-hand lane and make sure that I stop well before the car in front of me to make sure I have an exit strategy into a parking lot to the right in the event I get carjacked. That's daily life here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, it's a choice that I'm living here and that's gonna change and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to be prepared. And when we start talking about limiting uh, gun ownership and gun rights and everything else, I'll just, I'm no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I want to protect, you know, um, solid. If you were sitting next to me and somebody just chose to carjack you because your car looked better to them, I should have the right to jump out of that car, which I do have that right to jump out of the car and protect you and to save your life in the event that yours is in danger. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's paramount. Yeah. Um, before we, we go back and what we'll do, we'll go in reverse order. We'll start with Jester, Solid, Michael Keane, and back to myself. But before we do, um, we have another question from my friend Mitchell, who is asking everyone, and if you want to start with your, your next round of, of uh, thoughts by answering this quick question is, has anyone on here needed to use their gun in day-to-day life? Now, again, in context, you know, I, I think you guys know what he means by that. It's like, it's this feeling that I got when I first got into it. Like I'm listening to Americans sounding in as if they are, they're like child, they're like children. You're not taking away my gun. You're not taking away my toy. And I think what he's getting at is like, look, why do you need them? You know, if we, his, his comment to me before the show was, you tell me the last time the UK had a mass shooting. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're missing the point. You know, it's, it's not about, you know, yes, there's crazy people in the world that, you know, these things happen and it's it's sad and I'm sure everyone's against them. But ultimately, a lot of the, t- the, the well, as Michael pointed out, uh, the Constitution is, is for in case of the rise up of tyrannical government. So um, what I was wanting to do is kind of eliminate the myth, because I believe it is a myth and it's, it's not true that, um, and, and the reason I want to go to Jester first is, is the whole thing about um, being vetted when you buy a gun. Michael also mentioned you get, you know, if you go into the shop and buy three guns, you get vetted on each one, you know? So Jester, if, if you could tell the listener and even me some more about, you know, is it a myth that there are some states or cities that you can go into and just purchase it like it's, you know, a, a toy shop or, you know, is, is that a myth? Is it true? Uh, and, and what are the vetting? What, what does it look like? Because before I jump over, I actually have in the UK, we can own guns and the the vetting process is heavily restricted um, if it, the it is you're interviewed you can have visits to your property uh, you have a criminal record check you have references from friends and your gp maybe even be contacted so that's here in the uk what, what is it in america jester uh, okay, so first off, when you go in to do these background checks, I, I want to say this, it's it's every state has, a, it's a federal background check, which means 
This takes place in every state. Um, as far as I know, there are no states out there where you could just walk in, purchase a gun, and walk out. In fact, um, there are a little, a lot of interstate rules as well. Like if I want to cross state lines and go buy a gun, there's a whole different set of requirements because I'm not, um, I'm not a resident of that state. So there could be a longer waiting period. They, they may not sell me certain firearms at all. Uh, it, there's a lot of differences there. As far as there, there is a lot of, um, there's big differences in what you're buying. Um, so certain states, you have to have a, an approved permit to purchase a handgun as to where a long gun, you don't have to have these. Everybody talks about the gun show loophole, which is also a myth. The only time that a background check really isn't applied is when it comes to a private sale. Um, certain states around the country, though, you do have to do transfers and background checks with private sales. The state of Pennsylvania, if you want to, uh, if you want to privately sell a handgun to somebody, you have to physically go into a dealer and get that handgun transferred to that other person's name, and they have to undergo a background check. But you know, in the simple reality to that is just because you can get something, or just because you could sell something as a private citizen without the background check criminals can do the same thing um and how mitchell referenced here in the chats he said uh but if guns are illegal none of these situations would arise in the first place um i have to disagree with that 100 um drugs are illegal it still happens murders illegal it still happens right so it doesn't matter what rules or regulations you put in place bad people are going to be bad people and they're still going to find a way to get their hands on these things Yeah, well, well, well said. Um, solid. Oh no, sorry. Before we jump to solid, uh, answer these first question because I'd love to, you know you own guns. Do you use your gun uh, daily? Um, so I carry a weapon on me all the time, and the weapon I, I currently have on me, I have a uh, Ruger twenty two LR. It's a tiny little, tiny little pistol. I carry it everywhere just because it's easy, it's convenient. I mean. I'm not worried about carrying around carrying a giant round around with me because it's mainly for the protection. I can get the job done with that little 22. Um, when it comes to daily use, though, I carry uh, if I'm out, you know, in the woods doing stuff, I have a problem uh, where I live with poisonous snakes and bears. Um, so I carry a really big pistol out in the woods on a daily basis just in case I would encounter something. Um, where I live, like I said, we have the bear, we have the poisonous snakes, we have mountain lions, we have coyotes. Um, and I have little children. If they're out in the wilderness with me, if we're going out hunting, doing stuff like that to a mountain lion, my six-year-old is prey, right? So the idea of, of carrying that daily as a tool to defend myself or, or my children, if we're out, absolutely. And one more, <laughs> one thing I did want to say, because I'm an avid hunter, um, I do utilize my guns to put food in the fridge and put food in the freezer. And some, I think Solid Blue brought up, uh, you don't use an AR-15 for deer hunting. Solid, I could tell you I have, and it's quite effective. <laughs> uh, but, but to the first question though, about the daily use, do you, you guys obviously buy insurance on cars and your house in uh, the UK, right? Yeah. Well, why do you buy, why do you buy insurance if uh, you don't use that every day? I know. I know. Just, just in case something happens yep. right mm -hmm. well better yeah. to have it and not need it than need it and not have it yeah, yeah. well it's the same it's the same thing mm -hmm. any form of protection yeah insurance protection self-defense protection yeah right there's no difference I, 
I think with this one, I know what he's going to be thinking right now. It's like because the emotions are there about the death, you know. The, you know, I'm sure we all know about here in the UK. The reason we don't have the access to guns or or guns are harder to get is because of Dunblane Primary School in 1996. A guy went into the school and shot up a load of kids. Uh, Sandy Hook, Las Vegas shooting. You know, all these things that are highlighted in the media are perfect for the government to to take away things. And you know, that might be seen as a a hard-hitting com- uh, comment that I've just made there, but it's true. You know, how long before the government, you know, create? You know, I, I know I don't want to go down that route, but you know what I mean. That they're capitalising on things like that happening, and that's the 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 best opportunity they have to do that. So, um, I, I know where he's coming from, and and like I said, it's a shame that we don't have someone on here that is, you know all about taking guns away from people because I think the debate would get a bit more, you know, it would be a stronger debate because I think we all kind of disagree. Eh, we kind of agree on that we all have the right to guns and as long as there's health checks and and, and all that stuff, then then there's no problem. Um, so Solid Blue, uh, what would you want to add to the, the conversation? You know, um, You know, earlier you said that emotion, you know, um, you know, emotion has to, to to come into it. I have to, again, reference the Vegas sh- um, shooting, because when it first happened, um, I mean, I didn't know that it ha- happened. And a friend of mine called and said, yeah, you know, um, did you hear what happened? And then they tell me and so-and-so was killed and somebody that I knew. And then after all the, you know, the news is coming in, two more people that I knew were killed. So how can I not have an opinion or, you know, emotion does, you know, come come into it? Um, and again, I say that the person who was doing, doing, doing the shooting, for whatever reason, should he have had a gun or a firearm in his hand, where he can go up to the 30th floor or whatever floor he was on and start shooting people. Now, some people may say that these were actors or whatever. And um, sorry, I have to say for the people who I knew who are no longer here, they were not actors. They are dead. You know, so um, again, you know, it's just that we have that very fine, fine line. And then to Pook, I, I, I say, I understand what you're saying, that if someone was going to carjack me, whatever, you know, that she would defend me. But what if um, a person is coming up on you and they don't have a gun, you know, they don't have a knife, whatever. Um, they're just coming up on you trying to steal something. They're just going to beat you up. Am I going to pull out a gun and automatically shoot, shoot them, you know? So, and, and I look at somebody like, um, um, what's, what's her name? The police officer, uh, um, like Micaiah, Micaiah Bryant. The one that just mistakenly shot the girl. She pulled out the wrong. With the taser. The taser. Girl. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the, 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 the 16 year old uh, last year, Micaiah um, Bryant. She was shot by a law enforcement officer when she was going after another girl with a knife. Oh, yeah, with the knife. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, for something like that, it's like this is a knife. This is not a gun. You couldn't shoot her in the arm, couldn't shoot her in the leg. So, oh, so I, I want to disagree with yeah. you, Lisa. First of all, you know, the majority, there's a reason why they say shoot center mass. 
right? It's extremely difficult, whether you're a uh, Navy SEAL, whether you're a cop, whether you're a regular person, okay? Especially because she was a moving target, for one. Um, to hit someone, like, so, oh, I'm going to shoot him in the arm, all right? Here's the other thing. She was, he was also shooting in the direction of both of them, trying to protect one of them. Okay. And a knife, correct me, maybe Jester or someone of you has the stats, I believe kill as many or if not more people than a gun does. Knives are lethal, extremely lethal. Takes one stab wound. And if that was my daughter, all right, for whatever reason, whether they're fighting or not, okay, I don't care what the reason is. If someone was charging her with a knife and she was in distance, I hope, I wish that cop would have taken the same thing. Why? Because I deserve to see my daughter, you know, and her be safe. And both people do, but the, the one girl, unfortunately, made the fatal mistake of deciding to charge at someone with a deadly weapon. And, and you know, no matter which way you see it, I know people say, well, it was just a knife. You know, a knife is just as lethal. That, girl, that poor girl on the other end of that had nothing. She had nothing. And while I and while I understand that, I'm I'm just saying that if someone is attacking you, and I know that nowadays you don't know what people have. You don't know if someone's going to pull out a gun, a knife, a baseball bat. I mean, you just don't know, you know. But at the same time, it's like again, if someone is coming at you and they don't have anything, they don't have a gun, you know, whatever. They're just coming at you. They just want to. You know, with 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 their bare, bare hands. You have children, right? Yeah, I have one but, one one son. And so you had to work your entire life to provide for your son, right? Absolutely. What I always tell people because I work in uh, finance, investment, and and you know, so insurance, life insurance, stuff like that. Disability is always a big thing. Your number one asset in life is your ability to earn an income and provide for your family. Okay. A lot of times when people look at this problem, they look at it like. Well, he wasn't going to kill you. You heard this with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This is uh, CNN uh, Cuomo said this to the lawyer. He said he wasn't going to kill him. He's just going to beat him up or something like that. You know, just beat him up. That's it. And I'm like, if if you with your child, if someone charged you, they weren't going to kill you, but they mortally wounded you and affected you from going to work and earning an income now, right? And you were changed, altered for the rest of your life, and you weren't able to provide for your child. Would you not think that the better alternative to that was you shooting and killing that person and and defending yourself and not changing your lifestyle? Because there's more there's more to it, right? There's you and you shouldn't have to wait to be hurt, right? Or injured, and that's what they argued in the Rittenhouse trial, right? You don't have to wait for someone to be physically hurting you or in the process of killing you before you defend yourself. Okay, then Michael, then then let let me ask this. I'm going to go back a couple of years to mm -hmm. George to George Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was told to stay in his car mm -hmm. several times. Mm -hmm. He chose to get out of his 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 car, mm -hmm. and he gets into a a, a, a fight or whatever mm -hmm. with a boy who had skittles. Mm -hmm. So had he stayed in his car and did not have that gun and bring that gun out with him, mm -hmm. then Trayvon Martin would still be walking around, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it, it, know, so that the argument there is someone who, what, what I was getting, you're talking about someone who, you know, 
by that logic, initiated the contact, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at, and what I think what we're saying is, we're not initiating it, right? Like going to Rittenhouse, he was there protecting some businesses, but he was walking around helping people. They have all this documented on film. Mm-hmm. And the guy was chasing him, right? And he was running away. And then he got to a point he couldn't even run you couldn't separate himself anymore, right? So he didn't initiate that. We're talking about someone actually approaches you. You didn't initiate anything. You didn't start anything, right? So when you're talking about defending yourself, that's where that is. Here's the other thing. It is better to be tried by 12 than carried by six. Every time, 100%. Because dead is dead. No changing that, right? But if you leave it up to a trial by jury, let them decide. But at least you got a chance at that point. But you have the right to go home to your child. You have the right to provide for your child and your family and maintain your way of life, okay, and protect everything that you've worked hard for here in the United States, the American dream, owning a house, whatever it is. And you have the right and to keep someone from taking that away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I just add on that before, you know, I'm happy to let everyone just, you know, open open mic and have a debate back and forth. Um, but there was something and I'm, 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 I'm gutted that I forgot the name. So someone help me out here. But um, it's more directed to Solid Blue. Do you, does the name Stephen Williford mean anything to you? No? See, I've, I've never heard, heard that name before. In, in preparation for, for today's show, I was watching Louder with Crowder Change My Mind, uh, the, 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 the gun control episode. And he was actually in Texas and he was at a, a university and he's talking about, you know, the, these pupils were, were sitting down with him chatting and, and mentioning um, some of the main, you know, the Sandy Hooks, the, the Las Vegas shooting. And he turned around and said to them, does, it, does Stephen Williford, um, does that name ring a bell to you? And none of them knew. And it just happened two weeks earlier, where one of the biggest, if not the biggest shooting in, in American history, this guy was in a church up high and he was shooting, I think he killed 27 people um, and, and they didn't know about it. And, and what I'll tell you about that is, you know, we could sit here for hours and, and talk about Sandy Hook, Las Vegas, all these other shootings, Aurora. Um, and, and what I what I always say, and, and this is, my view and my view only i'm not talking for anyone else in the panel but we see like the the mainstream like to highlight the stories that will suit their narrative and it is my opinion that they want to take the guns you know joe biden's talked the other day about taking guns you know it's been a, a debate for a long time now and what they'll do is they'll highlight the ones that play into their narrative and they'll ignore the ones that don't and this one doesn't the one it, it was in texas um sp- silver uh, wait uh i can't remember sutherland spring shooting sutherland spring shooting look that up guys um so what happened there was this mass shooter actively shooting and he was taken out by stephen williford and that goes to show a gun saved many more lives and that that doesn't play into their narrative he was stopped by uh, a looker a, uh, a watcher or or a policeman i don't know i'm gonna have to look into that one a bit more but you know it just shows you like there are stories that are man- manipulated uh, to manipulate us and, and weaponize and, and get our emotions. And you're right, emotions does play a, a factor, but I, I don't think it should play the, the full factor because basically, um, because there is criminals, why should I lose my rights? You know, um, you, have to, you have to govern 
with stats and, and, and facts. Otherwise, we would, like like Jester mentioned earlier, we'd be taking cars off the streets if we let emotions run run our world. Um, we can't live that way. We have to live by, you know, hard facts and evidence. So um, I'm, I'm open, uh, free to open up the mics, just a back and forth. Book, I'll start with you. I know you've got something to say. Um, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll get on with the debate. Well, I think uh, Michael brought up the insurance issue. I don't know about uh, anybody else, but I actually carry something called Legal Shield that protects me um, for certain things, legal representation, all that kind of stuff. And part of this to be able to qualify is you have to be trained and you have to have situational awareness and you have to have all these other criterias to be covered under some of those policies. And when you start to look at specific situations, I think that's key because you don't know um, whether somebody's carrying a weapon. And if they come at you in an aggressive manner, um, you have to be able to make a decision. You don't always have to wait to see the weapon or have it pointed at you because by then you're probably gonna be dead, right? But if you know they go like this, I don't know if you can see me because there's other things. Um, I had somebody at a hotel one day got really mad about something. It was something stupid. He took a step back. He put his hand behind his back and he said, um, it's going to get it's going to be a bad day for you. And I, I stepped back and I said, OK, and I reached across my side and I just looked at him, you know, I, and I was waiting for him to start. As soon as I saw the butt of that gun, I would have put a hole in him. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. And that's part of that responsibility is to know how to manage those situations. And you pointed you pointed something out with law enforcement specifically and their inability to um, do the right thing all the time. We can't say that they don't do it right all the time uh, because it's a fact. But at the same time, these police officers are on these streets. They're getting shot at. They're getting ran over. They're getting ran into by vehicles. God knows what's happening to them. And I think a lot of times they lack training of that situational awareness that they need and they let their emotions and their adrenaline take over and they react sometimes in a negative way. And I think there needs to be more of that. And I think that needs to kind of come into play with some of these controls that we want to talk about or about what police can and can't do and those kind of things. But it starts with that training and it starts with that mental training on how to adapt and how to uh, manage their own situations. And I know that's important. My nephew actually got in a lot of trouble because they have a training facility up in Bethesda, Maryland. And well, just outside of Bethesda. And he was going through this room where they were shooting targets and he shot, uh, he double tapped one target that actually had a baby. He got in a lot of trouble for that because it was part of their training. And they're like, what are you doing? Why, why'd you take out the mom and the kid? You know, but the mom was standing there with a gun. And I, I think those principles are important when it comes to looking how law enforcement deals with things. I, I just know they put up with a lot. And every time I see a law, uh, like a police officer, I always try to thank them for what they're doing. I don't try to look at what they're doing bad 
you know, some of them are kind of amusing and we all know that some have attitudes or whatever, but we have to put ourselves in their shoes and we have to think about what they go through on a daily basis. And I see a lot of abuse to those police officers every day. We see it on social media all the time, how people are challenging them. Yes, you're, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, looked at this, but there's a sheriff in Trinity County, Texas called Woody Wallace. He has people come at him all the time trying to exercise their rights to do certain things. And he's very good about trying to manage the situation. But why are we putting them through a test when some when your sister or your neighbor down the street is getting shot? Right? I don't get it. Um, for whatever reason, I can't mute myself, by the way. That's okay. There's no Because there's like a big statement or something. Oh, there it is. I just, I just think the situational awareness is key uh, for every police officer, anybody that's using a gun in, in the course of their employment. Yeah, I mean, I mean that comes with it. I, I certainly, if I lived in America, I'd certainly, you know, do a bit of training. Like, you know, there's gun ranges there. It's something that I want to do when I next visit the the, uh, the US of A with the wife, because she is from California, and I know she's listening as well. And I've, I've said to her, I've been there like four or five times, and I'm like. Why haven't you taken me to a gun range? We just keep forgetting, you know. There's so much to do, Disneyland. Every, you know, every time it has to be done. So next time I'm I'm going to a gun range. Um, and I mean, yeah, what you were saying about the the training and and even some of that. It's like until you're in that position, like even you telling me that story where where the guy put his arm behind his back and you know that, that must have you know the nerves and the heart racing. It's like you can only. You know, I don't think you can train for those types of moments, but you know, you would do what you would have to do. I think that's your responsibility. If you're going to own a gun, you've got to do everything that comes with it. That's the last thing I want to do is pull that gun and shoot somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I do, there's only going to be one side to that story. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I think uh, this comment from Mitchell was meant for uh, Jester. Yeah, I replied. I, I, I replied to it in the comments on Twitch too. So, yeah. Uh, Jester, would you like to re- respond? Yeah, I do. Um, first off, I want to say this to Mitchell. Uh, I don't carry a gun because I have the intention of going out and killing somebody. I carry a gun so I don't effectively be killed or suffer serious harm from somebody else. There's a lot of bad people out there. Um, and when, you know, when you get into this daily carry, my wife is also watching and she's sending me these messages, you know, she said, and she's like sending me things like the amount of women out there who, who aren't carrying is a problem, um, because of the vulnerability of women, you know, women get, uh, you know, kidnapped, raped, beaten, like the statistics are very high on that. So the idea that people do have these protections and how Mitchell was saying, you know, you eliminate these things, you eliminate the problem. You're always going to have bad people out there regardless. So and, and the fact of the matter is, is we have this right, and that's a right I'm going to exercise. Um, I went through the proper steps. I have my weapons training. I have my concealed license. I have all of these things. Um, so I'm going to effectively exercise that right. And I know there's people out there that disagree with it, and that's their personal choice, just like it's mine to carry. And if somebody looks at me, you know, kind of cross-eyed because they don't like that I carry, I mean, I could care less what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm just wondering, is G.A. Grez, because I think he has comment of the night, um, he's actually said, Jester was right, Ba is a sexy mother effer. 
I'm actually wondering why why uh, Solid Blue hasn't put that up. Wait, hold on. I just hold on. I just saw it. I put it up. Here we go. <laughs> That's a comment of the night to GA. But actually, GA has has actually had me in in you know laughing because his previous comment was amazing as well. And I'm definitely going to post this on my social media after the show uh, if I can just find it. Uh, if guns kill people, then cars get DUIs, pencils misspell words, and McDonald's made me fat. I love that. And, and again, it's, uh, I know, uh, yeah, that's it. So, guys, I think we have, do we have a two-hour limit on these calls? We we can keep going. We don't we don't have a, a limit. Okay. I was just going to say, look, keep the mics on un, uh, unmuted, and we can just you know go go back and forth uh, if any anybody wants anything to add, and, and we can you know keep the debate going. Well, does anyone uh, want to address any of, of the comments that that were made from people who are in the chat or? I've been uh, typing and uh, replying to some of the comments Let me on Twitch and stuff. Okay, this is what Mike is this this is yours, right? No wait, no, that's not yours. Hold yeah, on. I replied to that comment below that. You are capped at five people, by the way. Okay. Is this is yeah, this is yours. Yeah, that's mine, yeah. And I was just saying because he brought up, you know, okay, if you can carry it for hunting and stuff, you don't need it for shopping and all that. Again, and and I think this is where the outside world looking in has a has a big misunderstanding. And I'm shocked that people in the UK misunderstand this because I figured that we made them understand this pretty well back in 1776. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep throwing the jokes out there. I'm just, but I think there is a misunderstanding as to, and even here in the United States, because you always hear the comment, you know, you don't need that gun to, to kill an animal. Well, I don't need a gun to go hunting anyway. Hell, I hunt, I'm an avid hunter, and I bow hunt the majority, like 90% of the time. I never bow. You know, hunt with a crossbow, right? Um, but that's not what it's for. If they I if they got fish. run, yeah, if they got rid of guns tomorrow, it would not change my hunting whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I have actually been an advocate. I don't think Jester may agree with this. He might. He likes to bow hunt too. But like, I think something that maybe they should do uh, conservation wise is limit uh, rifle hunting more and. Uh, push bow hunting more so i have actually gone that route as far as the hunting thing but the second amendment has nothing to do with hunting it doesn't mention it anywhere in our constitution giving us the right to hunt the second amendment is solely for the purpose of defending ourselves from enemies foreign and domestic 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 okay that's uh whether it be a russian invasion like what we're seeing in ukraine because they have to pass out weapons they made it mandatory for every male between the ages of 18 and 60 to stay behind and fight for the country. Here's the thing. Do you think Russia, because I, if, I, I know that some of the reservists and I know some citizen had, citizens in Ukraine had firearms, but I don't know what their gun laws were, but I don't think they were regular. Do you think that if every citizen was armed like they are here in the United States and Ukraine that, that Putin wouldn't have thought twice about going in there? He absolutely would have uh, because even now with what they're saying, they're seeing massive losses and being held up. Uh, it's for that purpose. You have to look at that. And then from our own tyrannical government, uh, you know, I can't remember who it was that brought up. I think it was you maybe solid about in, the, in your first comment, something like uh, 
the outside government, you know, uh, England being an outside form of government coming in, like, you know, King uh, Henry was putting, I think it was King George. King, King George. Yeah. yeah, King George was putting soldiers over here. But you have to remember, the King of England was at that time no different than our government is today. They were their government. That's who they were uh, under law by. And the Revolutionary War started because of taxation without representation. And then it actually kicked off and sparked into a shooting war when they mandated that the citizens give up their firearms. Why did they want to give up the firearms? Because they were threatened by the colonists. And they knew that they had no control and they didn't want a rebellion. Uh, so that's where that comes into. In all of that stuff, when you go back, I thought this was interesting because I've been looking at a lot in history, like with the Roman Empire. Uh, a lot of the stuff that the, the Roman senators and, and emperors dealt with, you wouldn't imagine this, but it was a lot of the same stuff that we deal with today. A lot of the societal problems, taxes, uh, you know, the happiness of the people and, and social issues and, and all that stuff. It, it's really incredible um, how similar, even with different technologies, it was. And it that same thing plays true back in 1776. We want to act like it was so long ago, and it wasn't. It was 250 years ago, 249, I think, uh, years ago. And hell, we live, what, till 80, 85? So that's roughly um, three people, three lifetimes ago, which means that if you were, we all know someone that served in World War II, more than likely, but that was 70 years ago. But when you think about it, it wasn't that long ago. We knew someone that knew someone that knew our founding fathers. It, when you break it down like that, it was, you know, we, we always often look at generations, but when you look, when you put it into terms of a lifetime, how many people, when you were five to 10 years old, did you do remember that were 90 years old when you were, and, and you remember talking to them? A lot of us do, right? And when you play that back, the founding fathers were not that long ago. And all of those same issues still hold true today. Just it just looks different with the technology and the way we have houses and, and everything like that, but it's still the same social problem. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons why the stuff was implemented. Yep. Which means to me, we really haven't grown. We haven't moved moved the needle if we're still dealing well, with what, the same crap. What I'm saying is it's not that we haven't made progress, right? I'm just saying that the reasons why things are implemented, right? We're always we're always making progress. Because obviously things were, were a lot different back then. Things were different 150 years ago in the 1860s and before that. We know they were vastly different. Things were vastly different in the 1960s, especially in the South where I'm from. Vastly different. But and, – and we are a species that is ongoing, you know, as far as making progress. I think we can all agree, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like that. But there's one thing that is certain. We've always killed each other. We've always gone to war, and we've always tried to conquer each other. Okay. So as much progress as, as we've made, here's the thing. What society in history has been more culturally diverse? And I'm not talking about like, because when you look it up, I think, you know, they have uh, countries in Africa where they have, you know, a thousand different tribes and they say they're culturally diverse. I think that's a lot different than when I talk about the United States. And we have people from literally every country in the world. Every language is spoken here. 
right? All different opinions, and we can actually freely express those opinions. And we actually, for the most part, live very united. As much as it doesn't seem like it, we, we're not shooting each other on a massive scale yet. Um, and when you look back in history, it's never happened before. But we still have, there are always, we will always go to war. We will always have crimes. People will always do bad things. And we will always need to protect ourselves. Am I right in saying, Michael, since America, well, since 1776, America has not been in war for 20 years out of those, what, 200-odd, 300 years, whatever it is? It's, that's probably true as far as some kind of war, yeah. Uh, now, mm. we haven't, the last war that was ever fought here was between ourselves uh, in the mm. Civil War, right? Yeah. And uh, there's, you know... We have in the United States grown into something that we go out and we start, and this is something I am against, you know, as much as it sucks and it's so sad seeing like what's going on in Russia and Ukraine and seeing these people die and you feel so bad for them, I don't think we should interfere. Just like I don't think we should be fearing in the Middle East, you know, and I think we cause a lot of the problems that we bring on to ourselves. Um, and, you know, someone brought up a good point, though, is – when you're the most powerful country in the world and you're the largest country in the world, everyone looks to us in everything we do. We have, people talk about China and Russia. We have the most influence on it when it comes to anything. And it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? If we went in and we had boots on the ground in, in Ukraine and we're killing the Russians, people would be pissed and livid around the whole world saying that we're just a big bull and we just are warmongers and we're pushing this to happen, right? But then when we stay out of it, People say, why, why aren't you helping? I can't believe you're not getting involved in doing more. And so it's a, it's a lose-lose situation in the United States. And from the outside looking in, people just don't seem to understand the position that we're in, I believe. But there's also reasons as to why we are the most advanced, richest country in the world. All right, We have the biggest economy. We have people. We have 250,000 people a month are trying to illegal or are successfully illegally crossing the border. I know Putin doesn't like that term, but uh, they are. Why? For you know, some of them are coming because of drugs, but a lot of them are coming because of the opportunities that they can have here. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. just Mexicans that are coming one state or one border over. A lot of them are coming from South and Central America and walking through deserts and thousands of miles to get here. <laughs> if it was they just want to get out of their country, they just go to the next country. No, it's they want to come here. People yeah. are illegal uh, from coming here from Canada. People are come here illegally from Africa, from everywhere. Let them you know, come. Come on, Pook. We're, we're not getting we're, into this conversation right now. I know. <laughs> but we're actually we're actually thinking about doing immigration the next show. So you know, you never know. We might have you on for that one. But that's fine. Um, I was just oh, going. Yeah, uh, I, I was just going to. Sorry, on you go, Solid. No, I, I'm just going to say this next comment by. Mitchell, I think Poop shit probably. I think yeah, uh, this was I'll let, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to him. Um, so I just wanted to read out some facts. I've got a page and and, a, and maybe two others at the. I'll I'll quickly run through them, uh, because I think they're important to get the context of of guns, especially for people in the UK and other uh, countries that don't have you know the the freedoms to the Second Amendment that that America has. So 
you're, ni you're 19 times more likely to be knifed than shot in America. The highest cause of death in America is suicide. Uh, violent crime has been decreasing consistently over the last few decades in America, obviously. Uh, I think Jester mentioned 32,000 deaths. I've got 30,000 deaths per year due to guns. I must be a different year. Um, 17,000 of those were suicides and 13,000 were homicides. Um, but again, that comment that I made earlier, 500,000 to 3 million lives are saved each year because of guns, and that's from the CDC website. New York, Chicago, and California, uh, they have the most strictest gun laws, but they have a lot of gun crime, uh, more so than the, the, the states that do have uh, fear access to guns. Um, the UK banned guns in 1997, and violent crime goes through the roof. I actually tripled in the following years. Um, Indian women were petitioning and protesting heavily to have the rights to firearms because the police won't and can't protect them. I think there was a big story not too long ago. A lot of Indian women were being raped, and you know they they, they felt unprotected by the police, and, and they they wanted guns. So you know I like pointing comments like that out because I know you know I'm not picking arguments or fights with the left, but. The, the emotional people that, 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 you know, look at Sandy Hooks and look at Aurora and look at Las Vegas and, and just think with our heart that these these comments about Indian women, who I'm sure you guys will get behind also, um, how does that make you feel, you know? Um, the UK took the guns in 1986, which went on to triple the violent crime because of the threat of uh, gun ownership isn't a factor. Like I said earlier, if you're going into a state in America and you know they have concealed carry, you're going to think twice before you commit a crime. Um, guns don't kill people. People kill people. We've already mentioned that. Um, Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. The famous quote from Alex Jones in that video. Um, I know I know. We haven't really touched on history, but it's, it's of my belief that before every democide, which is when government take out a lot of the civilians, they take the guns. You know, Venezuela, what's happening there in the last few years is just insane. Um, Stalin, Mao... Um, Chavez, uh, Fidel Castro, they all took the guns just before the genocide. And I mean, in the last two years, for what's happened and some of these videos you're seeing from Australia, I certainly want guns here in the UK. I, I can tell you that because someone knocks on my door and threatens to take me out, you know, I want guns to defend myself. And unfortunately, we don't have that. Um, because there is criminals, I don't lose my rights. This is a tactic that the government do. They'll highlight you know, things that they want to highlight and then they'll enforce a law or a ruling over everyone because of that one event. One person ruins it for everyone and I'm, I'm dead against those type of events. And then finally, I heard in a video today and I'm not sure, so, so don't quote me on this one, but Mexico has a total gun ban but has the highest crime rate in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know there are factors to that. I know there's corrupt police and all that stuff, um, but it's still it still goes. Like, no guns in, in your country, the crime rate does go up. It's, it's an obvious pattern. So just something to for people to think about. And again, if you want to check out this stuff and fact check me, feel free because uh, you know I'll cite my sources at the end of the show. Even when we upload, I can put in some of the videos for you guys to watch. But to me, the, the pattern's there. It's it's all there. And, and for me, gun having guns is, is a deterrent for crime. So yeah, that's my opinion. And I actually hit on that too uh, in the comments to your friend, but uh, as far as you know, 
but I, I'll let Pook address that comment. But and I also did too. But Pook can go ahead and and address that the comment there on Twitch. I don't see Twitch, so I don't see what the comment is. Is okay. it the one about uh, thinking less crime happens in America yeah. because you carry guns? Mm-hmm. I think it's a deterrent, uh, especially here where I live. I would guarantee you that forty um, percent of the people you're going to encounter here have a weapon. It's either in their car or it's on their person. And I think it deters crime to an extent, um, but I don't believe um, that the overall statistics are less just because we can carry the guns. Um, I'm a huge advocate that teachers need guns in schools and they need to be trained and they need to be able to respond in the event that there's an issue not wait for the two security guards that are at the front door to make their way to another annex of a building by then you've already lost 10 lives or 12 or 14 you guys know uh hitchcock texas was one of the sites for the uh, mass shootings a couple years ago and a good friend of mine um actually you guys probably i can't say um but somebody that i know his wife works in that school she was there and had she had a weapon she probably could have took that guy out in a matter of seconds but she wasn't allowed to carry it but i i think that having a because of the fact we can carry guns i think it's a deterrent overall Uh, but i also think that you've got those that percentage of people that choose to use them as a first resort instead of a last resort and I don't know if I agree with um, the homicides in America with you on the 90 plus percent. Is that statistically correct? So what I'm saying is, is as far as the, uh, so drugs is a main driver. Okay. If you look at where the highest homicide rates take place, and I believe I saw that statistic somewhere, but I need to go back and double check it. Um, but yeah, a lot of the gun homicides are gang related, especially in Chicago. I believe it was like 88% uh were um in black communities and related to gangs they're gang related the majority of gang uh you know operations revolve around the drug trade i think we can all agree on this um and if you actually look at the top 10 countries for the uh highest crime rates venezuela which we all know what's going on in venezuela right you have uh, Honduras, Trinidad, Tobago, El Salvador, and Brazil with uh, El Salvador's MS-13, but very high They're drug here. trade. Huh? They're here. Yeah. By uh, the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but a lot of this is revolves around drugs. So someone brought Mexico. Mexico actually has a similar Second Amendment, but they have made it so difficult to get a firearm. And we know the, about the drug trade in Mexico. 96,000 people a year die i talked about this last time on my show and i know uh you know saw blue sister had some uh opinion on this and all and all that but regardless ninety six thousand people a year die from drug overdoses all right this isn't counting how many people each, even have an overdose or, or are addicted 70 percent of that is, revolves around fentanyl but uh, the majority of those drugs all right are coming from these countries those drugs if you ban guns those drugs aren't banned and the criminals still will have the guns we established that earlier uh when when jester brought up the the um 
automatic weapons ban in the 1930s. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe a lot of that came from the mafia using the Tommy guns. Okay? The mafia really gained power when they uh, put prohibition in place. And that's how the mafia really started growing. Prohibition, by the way, alcohol crime and alcohol consumption and use, I believe, uh, was far higher when they outlawed it than when it was legal before and when it was legal afterwards. Why? People seem to do things when it's illegal. Uh, drug use. I'm one of these people, unlike a lot of conservatives with the marijuana stuff, I think we just go ahead and legalize marijuana. Tax it. You know, because... I'm not for spending all money, all this money that people want to spend money on, uh, on, but if you want to implement these programs, you have to find a source of revenue, and why not do it with that, okay? Now, there's certain drugs like fentanyl and stuff we don't need to legalize ever, but a lot of this drug trade and this, the crime revolves around the drugs, and we have so many people every year dying, but we don't ever want to focus on that. Why? Because it's a profitable uh, income source, be it government people that are involved in it, be it certain uh maybe corporations are involved in it whatever you want to think but it is a problem it's destroyed black communities it's destroying white communities now with the fentanyl deal it 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 is eventually destroying everyone and it has it does not discriminate but we don't want to focus on that problem we want to focus on what is killing the person right and it's not even close as far as the guns and the in the drugs um Alex Jones actually pointed out to Piers Morgan, he's like, your sponsor of your show is Prozac, who on the label of your 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 medicine, whatever it is, tablets, or I don't know what Prozac is, it says may cause you to have suicidal thoughts and he says yeah. and, and go about killing people. It's like the, the drugs are, you know, a, a big factor and, and and I would say even in the, the background checks, if you're on certain types of medication, I know that's probably a deterrent from you being allowed to have a gun, and, and quite rightly so. So the guy that did the Sandy Hook shooting, okay, was off of his medication. So the mom who he killed, someone got a lot of feedback in their mic. Uh, the the mom uh, who was killed, all right, uh, it was her gun. The kid, I, I think their parents were separated, the mom and the dad. He was on psycho medication. I don't know what for, but he was on some kind of psycho medication and stopped taking them. I believe the mom kind of allowed him to stop taking them, and the dad was trying to get him back on it, but he wasn't taking that medication. See, we always, and uh, remember, not what, like earlier this week, maybe on uh, Solid Show, I talked about my statistics and the numbers I like to use, but I said how we interpret them is a big thing. You know, we want to, we, we're going to interpret crime like, okay, the stop and frisk. How many people are we taking to jail? How many criminals are we locking up and saying, instead of looking at it like, okay, here's how many crimes, how many crimes are occurring. How can we keep these crimes from occurring? What is causing these crimes from occurring? Right? What is causing people to go do a mass shooting? Well, they're usually messed up in the head for the most part. And so the mental illness thing comes into play, or maybe they're on drugs. What's, why are there gangs that are so caught up in the drug trade that are out shooting each other because that's what a lot of it is, right? Uh, or out causing violent crimes. Um, how can we cut down on that? So, you know, child pornography. For there to be child pornography, there has to be a market for child pornography. All right? If no one ever watched child porn, 
then you couldn't sell child porn and no one would do it because there's no money to be made in it. There's no economy for it. It's the same thing with drugs, except it's a little bit different because you could actually, let's say marijuana. We have people locked up for 20, 30 years under the 90s crime bill for selling marijuana or getting caught with marijuana on them, right? And we could legalize that. Like there's, we're, we're going to uh, give people pain medication, opium, get them addicted on that. But w when we have other alternatives that are a lot safer and don't necessarily kill you, you know, like we don't ever want to – why? Because there's, there's money to be made in some of this stuff. Why, why don't you hear about cocaine being a big driver anymore? Why? Because there's probably more money to be made in the fentanyl and, and heroin trades. But cocaine used to be the thing. Crack used to be the big one, right? Why don't we hear about crack a lot anymore? But so this is where there's underlying causes to a lot of this stuff that could be fixed. All right. When you um, when you're fat and you have heart problems. All right. Why are you fat and why do you have heart problems? Well, you may have heart problems because of your weight. Right. Well, why? What's why do you have weight problems? Oh, is it because you you just sit around and watch TV all day? Like there's a causation to a lot of it. There's always underlying causes. We don't want to focus on the underlying causes, right? People kill people. Guns don't kill people. I've never had a gun that shot someone without me pulling the trigger. Or there's just – it's never happened. I think you, know? you have something against fat people. You always seem to work that in somewhere in some conversation. I don't know what it is. It's an easy, it. it's an easy comparison to me. I don't know why. Look, just I'm not trying you. to body shame, okay? And I know people have have reasons, okay? I'm just saying that – the and, and excuse me that, you know, I kind of will uh, explain things, you know, that may not come off as nice, but I'm just <laughs> – you know, that's just how I can correlate it. But, you know, we – I never see preventative stuff. They always talk about, okay, we want to get health care and we want to pay for everyone's uh, health insurance and we want to pay for all the health problems that they have instead of focusing on how can we eliminate these health problems from the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and this goes to every or a lot of the, um, you know, things that we talk about with, with gun violence, with if you want to talk about socioeconomic problems in our communities, right? How can we help? That? How can we get kids off the street? Well, maybe we get them in the sports or after school programs, right? Maybe we fund stuff like that, teaching them how to do certain things. Maybe uh, we focus on, you know, having jobs. Maybe we provide tax incentives in the black communities that will allow people to keep, retain more of that income, you know, and, and benefits to try and start businesses, right? And, 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 be a part of the and partake in the economies and then that way they're not always reverting to uh gun violence i saw uh yaw yaw is something my college coach used to always talk about and yaw yaw y-a-w-y-a-w and the acronym is you are who you associate with all right and someone um i was listening to before this it says uh when you have like gang violence or black on black crime and this is coming from a black guy that came from one of these areas he said what he always noticed was it wasn't like they were just going out and wanting to shoot people you have bad people but a lot of them were kids that grew up and they were just grew up around that stuff and they either carried a gun because they were in an area where it was very dangerous and they were scared and they needed to defend themselves and they had that gun for you know it may not be legally attained but they needed it because they were, they were scared or they looked up to the people that were doing the bad things 
and they kind of modeled after them, right? But it still is if you have to fix underlying causes before you start blaming an inanimate object. object. Like it, it, it just it's. I don't think it's even a debate when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Ram, I have a question for you. You guys have universal health care there, right? Um, yeah, well, it's NHS. Um, NHS is socialized healthcare. And give me a brief um, statement about what you think of it. Uh, it's shit. <laughs> okay. Okay, I was just curious. It's a bit. Uh, I'm against socialized anything. I'm uh, I'm an anarchist, and I believe that all uh, everything should be privatized, and you should only pay for it if you need it, pay as you go type. Uh, you know that goes for healthcare, police, um, everything really. Uh, I I don't think we should be paying taxes at all. Um, so yeah, that's my stance. Because, I, I, well, I think it breeds poor standards. I think, like, you know, doctors who are receiving their £80,000 a year salary, whether they do a good job or a bad job, which is what not socialism is, breeds right. shit, breeds crap. Yeah. Have I froze, by the way? You are, yeah, but no one else is. The video has. Why? Okay, carry on. Did you want to say something else? To I'm that? gonna have to get off of here actually in just a minute. Okay, um, yeah, because we're at the two-hour mark. Um, I guess while Bob is trying high to tide is, high tide isn't too far away, and I'm just <laughs> okay. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, well, while uh, Bob is trying to get his video together, does anyone want to, want to make any last remarks or anything before we wrap this up, Jesper? I got something I'd, yeah, I'd got something I'd like to add in there. Um, just for everybody out there that's, you know, pro gun ban that wants to get rid of the guns that wants to take them off the street. I, I want you to leave the show with this information. Approximately 32,000 gun deaths per year. Okay. Compared to over 70,000 drug related deaths per year and drugs are illegal. So just put that into perspective in your minds. Michael, I want to go uh, real quick because I know Pook will probably go uh, catch me on this. So where I got the 90% from Pook was just an article I read in Chicago and I pulled a uh, statistician and use that as a, as my, uh, my, uh, uh, what is it called? My, um, my population, you know, like the statistical uh, population and, and just br- and broaden, broadened it. Right. And said, okay, if what's happening in Chicago is happening everywhere else. Um, because that's what they were saying. There's, you know, they estimated uh, about it was eighty eight percent was the number they used of those uh, uh, shootings in Chicago were related to um, either gang violence and black on black crime in those communities. So that's where I got that statistic. I just want to lay that out. Uh, so is that the hardcore statistic? You'd have to go find that. All right, that was just based off an article, and I was just doing what every other statistician does and. Oh well, if it's ten thousand people relates to them, then it must relate to the rest of the country. So, take take that with a grain of salt. But I was just trying to get a point across. Who? 
instead of free college, I think you should educate the public on how to use a weapon and not restrict any ownership rights. And I think crazy people should not own guns. That's what I think. And Bob, if you want to come to California, I will be more than happy to take you shooting because my husband and I do it all the time. Awesome. So like one of the one of the biggest things though is um if you're on a med if you're on a uh, men I'm gonna call it a mentally altering drug or a mental alt whatever you want to say, mind altering drug. If you have a history of it eight years ago, should you still be accountable for that today? As long as you're not showing that mental whatever now. I mean, but I mean, who is I'm, that I'm for? Here's, here's the thing though, and that's that's where the problem comes in for me, is we can't look at what happened eight years ago and what your status is today. I have a friend that's on some some mind altering drugs like that and he will never be able to own a gun in the state of texas because his history and his medical history is tied to the government oversight now where they're looking at his medication and they're going to prevent him from legally owning a weapon but that that goes with everything i mean you have if you are a convicted felon you Mm -hmm. can't you cannot vote i don't think that's fair i don't either you know so so you know so Everybody is always going back to look at, well, you know, um, Johnny is in, in in my class now, but last year he was just a terror. Well, Johnny could have grown up between fourth grade and fifth grade, and now he's a model student. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's always going to happen. But what what happens? Do we take a, do we have them take a test or we have them evaluated? And that's where it kind of goes, you know, where in other words, where does it end? You're right. This because right. It, once it right. starts, once it starts, it's never going to stop. It's only going to get more and more and more strict as as time goes on. No, and, and I don't that, disagree that people with mental issues um, should. Not but have how? A but how do we? But how do we judge? I mean, what do we do? And it seems like that's the question that we ask constantly about everything. What does it do? you know when does it stop it just seems to be that question just seems to pop up in everything sure and specifically in texas if my neighbor chooses to call the police and say that i've lost my mind they can come out here and they can legally take possession of my weapons take them away from me for good well based to me, on, that's, based to on me, what that's, my neighbor me, tells them of what their assessment is but to me, that's law. That's more of of a legal thing. I mean, that's just like saying if if I'm an Uber person and I drop somebody off at somebody's house and they're going in there to terminate, you know, a birth or whatever, then I'm going to get in trouble, <laughs> you know. And I didn't know that that you know. So that's a legal thing. Well, and another thing, though, going back to what like the reporting, something with these red flag laws, right? Is they wanted to be able to like uh, have your um, ex spouse sign off or have the ability to say that you were on and how many people have a terrible relationship with their ex spouse, right? And they're not a bad person. It just, for whatever reason, didn't work out between them and they have hate going on there. Right. But that, that's fair. That's not really fair in my no, opinion. I mean, it's, again, that's yeah. a legal thing. Yeah. And, uh, but in going back to as far, and I wanted to clear this up, I agree with you on like what you said about the felons. Uh, solid, you know, 
we take someone's voting rights away forever from someone who is a felon. Okay. Now, outside of the pedophilia stuff, all right, because someone brought up to me, well, you make pedophiles uh, remain on a registry after they served their time. There's some crimes we're letting people off easy on, in my opinion. So they're lucky. But someone who committed a felony, they served their time in prison, and they're out, they should be able to vote after they have served their time. Now, while they're in prison, no. But after they served their time, all right, that the judge and the jury felt was necessary for that crime that they committed, they should be able to vote. As far as guns go, uh, I think, you know, and I haven't put a lot of thought on this, but if someone has a crime revolving around it, like a violent crime, maybe we can look at, uh, we take that, that Second Amendment right away from them, you know, once they're a felon forever. But if someone committed um, tax evasion or credit card fraud, and they go in, they serve their time, they screwed up, and they come out. Why wouldn't they be allowed to own a firearm? So, so I, you know, I can get on board with with that conversation for sure. You know, you can't uh, just say, "Well, you're going to take this right away, but not that right away." You know, because because I said, "Well, I think they should be able to vote after they serve their time," but you don't think they should ever be able to own a firearm again after they serve their time. So, I think it is going to come down conditionally as to what you did. Uh, beforehand that you can um, take a look at after they're served their time, right? The other thing, going back to the crime issue, um, a lot of the crimes that are committed and a lot of the reason why people are in prison, and this actually holds true, I would say more so in lower income communities, is, and we talked about this, because they, uh, they violate parole after they've served time in jail. And if you commit a crime, you get sent to jail. We, why are we holding people to these crazy parole standards that they have no chance of, of uh, abiding by, and they're just going right back to jail? So there are certain things we need to change that will completely reform our prison system. Uh, it would completely reform, I think, the rights that people have you know, and, and allow people to maybe – be more beneficial afterwards. Like, I mean, we've, I think it was on Jester's show or whatever. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I know Pook and I, I think have talked about that too. Like we're sending people, we're, we're expecting them to be these, this model citizen that, that breaks no laws that is, you know, goes and gets a job like, you know, a week after they've been out of prison for, after they served a 10 year prison sentence. And, and like, it's just crazy. And they can't do that. Especially when you go back to areas where, you, you know, you had nothing when you went in and you damn sure don't have anything when you get out. So there's a lot of things that need to be changed, you know, mm-hmm. that are causations as to why we have a lot of the crime that we do that I think need to be addressed before we even uh, remotely start having the gun conversation. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do is go around the room one last time. I mean, I'm not pushing you guys away. If you want to stay, we can all have a chat after it with the cameras off, uh, with the with the stream finished. That's fine. But I'd like to keep the show to two hours, you know, for uploading purposes. But um, I'll just go around the room one last time, give your final uh, your final remarks, and let the listeners and even I mean, I'm I'm keen to know if any of your opinions have changed in any way, or if they've got stronger or or less strong. Um, for me, I'll start with myself. Obviously, my opinion on gun control is I'm very jealous of of, of America in regards to their Second Amendment. Um, as I said at the start, 
for people in the UK that are maybe listening tonight, listening to people from America, and it's never it hasn't been on display tonight, but when you watch your Alex Jones against Piers Morgan and probably other debates as well, for 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 living in a country where there is no guns and we don't see it, so we think it's it's the best way. You know, take the guns away from people, there's going to be no crime. Like like my friend Mitchell said, it, it's not about that. It's just about the like like when when Michael read out the Second Amendment, it's about defending yourselves from, uh, you know, the government as well. It's not just about hunting. It's about you know defend defending yourself. And uh, you know, Pooks brought up a couple of you know personal stories, and then even that one, you know, he shared the the horrific pictures of the girl and that's such a tragedy and, and you know it makes you think like if we had guns yes you know people would have to die but i would say ultimately the, the people that are the criminals would die in those instances not the innocent ones so i mean it is a tough one and you know i'm i'm also not open to you know the background checks i i, I think i'll go away and i'll have a look into those because when, when I'm listening with my mind, and you you guys all know where I come from, I'm a conspiracy show, but I'm your podcast. I don't like the the thought of government telling people you're mentally unfit because of this, because of this. And is it fair for everyone? There's corruption there. And, and I think, you know, I think it has been touched upon uh, with someone being on a certain type of drug and that ultimately excludes them. And even, Michael, you mentioned about having Tourette's and that might have excluded you. To me, that's wrong, and, and I don't like that because then they can use that for their own benefit. Because ultimately, I re I think the reason they're taking away guns or trying to is to, is because they, you know, the government demo side, you know, is you know everyone. I think everyone with a with a few brain cells believes it in the next you know few years, the next 10, 15, 20, and fifty years that that there could be you know what's happening in Venezuela. It could come to here to the to the UK. It could come to America and. Without guns, I think we we stand a less 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 fighting chance. So, my my opinion hasn't really changed. Um, although I would be open to you know the type of gun that we're allowed to have, and the, the background checks. I think that's the only bit where I would kind of have a bit of play. So uh, that's that's my thoughts, and uh, I've I've enjoyed the show. Thanks every everyone for coming. But uh, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll ask you for your final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, my opinion. It hasn't changed. It's going to be hard to ever change it just because of it goes, my opinion derives from the constitution, right? How I uh, interpret that and uh, what I think the risk and the reward of, of, you know, the whole control conversation brings. And so that's kind of, you know, I, it'd be, I don't know if anyone could ever change that opinion, honestly. So. Okay. Solid. Uh, my opinion have, hasn't changed. Um, I mean, if you want to own guns, I just say irresponsible people should not own, own guns. That goes for who, whomever you are, whatever trade you're in, whatever job you have. If you're irresponsible, you do not need or should have a gun. My, my opinion has not changed. Just a I mean, my... This is something that I could go on and on about for, for days here, but I mean, I, I feel that anybody that is capable of legally possessing a firearm that is in their right state of mind should absolutely own one, and they should exercise that right to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah, well put. Pook? I just have a, I haven't changed my mind on anything. 
Um, that's funny. I, I do have one issue with Michael Keane. And just one? You were, yeah, just one. Well, this is a big one. You had said that you wanted to, that you believe that we should advocate bow and arrow hunting. Have you ever had a mad arrow come at you? I haven't. I okay. haven't. Okay. I don't think your arrow is going to stop. I that. know. Or, or a moose either. If anything, it's going to uh, stomp right over top of you. I'm just curious. I I, so, I, 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 I whitetail hunt. Okay. Usually they're not they're not running. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, elk, elk doesn't. Elk's not going to work with an arrow. I should have specified. Um, but no, my opinion hasn't changed, and uh, the truth is, is I don't know exactly where Blue lives. Uh, I know sort of, but specifically, uh, you guys know I'm in the Houston area. Crime's bad here, and this is something we face every single day. And we have to give consideration to this happening to us every single day when we walk out of our houses or even today when I walk out of my RV to go down here back to the pier and or the beach and somebody just go off and shoot a bunch of people. We don't know what that looks like. But um, I just I don't believe in the controls. I, I just don't. And I'm and I'm a liberal. So go figure. You're the you're like a true liberal, <laughs> like a like liberal like free liberal like don't mess me yeah i think let me do Jester my... calls me his uh unicorn liberal or yeah. something democrat <laughs> well i am in southern california i'm about 40 miles from los angeles and about an hour from san diego so that kind of tells you where i am yeah. you need but, to carry uh, your gun too yes i can <laughs> you need to you need i mean to. And, I, and i do have a a, a um a um a uh, permit you know where i can w walk around with my gun you know whatever but um you know i'm i'm just you know i again i just think that irresponsible people don't don't need to have have guns but i do before i pass it back over to bob i do want to say that um i am so happy that that you guys came um i think this is was fun and i hope you guys enjoyed it too <laughs> you know whatever we're gonna we have more more topics whatever but um we've been talking about topics just so you all know that um are going to get kind of it's probably some people may not like them because i really want to do like a transgender and things like that and some people may not like my comments whatever but i mean i i mean if 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 you're gonna do do shows, I mean, yes, it's it's okay to do fun shows, whatever. But I also want to do shows that people don't like to talk about. <laughs> and uh, Michael, I'm that's sorry. a that's a problem right there, Pook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, Michael, um, you not get my vote. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, but but. but I am glad that you guys came and took time out of your Saturday, whatever, to to come. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been a great show, very informative, and uh, you know we've had a, a good lot of questions from the chat. This is the first time we've used uh, the Melon app and streamed over Twitch and YouTube. So thanks for you guys to tune in and all that. And yeah, we we do it. We've got a lot of shows. We've got a lot of lists. Um, COVID, immigration, trans, abortion. Lot of topics that are gonna, you know, hit, hit some people hard, and like we, we want that. We want to have those conversations because people, a lot of people, and I've said this ton, tons of times, people walk out the room and, and get mad and all that over that. You're never gonna solve these issues if you're gonna act that way. So having you know roundtable debates like this is, is you know, it's a real passion of mine and solids, and and I can tell you guys as well. And 
you guys have been a pleasure to have on. So um, you're, you're definitely be on the list for, for coming back again. Um, so guys, thanks again. Um, stay where you are if you want. We can we can chat after, but I just want to end the show. So for those that's listening, uh, this has been episode two, Gun Control. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we will be uploading this episode probably tomorrow night by the time we add the intro and the, the music and all that. Um, we are on uh, YouTube, um, BitChute, and I think one other place for video. I'll, I'll post all this in the description. Audio, we're on pretty much everywhere you can find us because I'll extract the audio and post out as, a, as a, just a listening. But you want to see our beautiful faces. You want to see the, the expression on our faces as we're saying these things. You want to watch us, so head over to YouTube and uh, we are called Friendly Differences Podcast. So, yeah, guys, thanks again. I do want to add one thing. Um, I know Michael and Jester, you you guys have shows. So once again, if you want to tell everyone what shows you're on. Yep. Uh, Yeah, mine's just the Real Conservative Talk podcast. Uh, We're on Podbean, obviously. Uh, We have a YouTube page, trying to grow that now, but uh, it's just Real Conservative Talk. And then the Facebook page, uh, Real Conservative Talk as well. If you're going to listen to the podcast, you can find it on any platform spotify apple um whatever podcast platform is really out there jester uh yeah thank you uh so you guys can find our show it's doomsday podcast on every uh major platform that carries podcast we're out there and uh we also stream uh daily uh monday through friday daily uh a new show in the morning on podbean.com you can find that and then i stream on the weekends and in the late evenings on podbean.com as well and they're very uncensored wild crazy shows in the evening so if you guys want to come in for a good time it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> okay and i am uh, my turn to talk monday through thursday at 1 p.m pacific time um and of course friendly differences uh right now we're every two weeks trying to get more more shows but um i am on podbean and i uh am on apple and a couple other places but that's it. So I'll throw it back over to Bob. And I am Baramu Podcast. I have a conspiracy, politics, philosophy kind of show on BitChute, um, YouTube, although a lot of my uh, podcasts are censored on YouTube. So BitChute has them all. Uh, audio version pretty much everywhere as well. Um, so look out for us. And we're also on Instagram, um, Baramu Podcast. Uh, Solid Blue Sister on Instagram, and we have friendly differences. So go over there. I actually uploaded a poll uh, in, in preparation for the gun control. I asked everyone what your beliefs. So we'll include the results in that in the show description. Um, but guys, thanks again for having you on. And uh, I would like to end with a saying that I learned, and I watched this speech from a Mr. Charlton Heston when he said the, the famous five words from my cold dead hands. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I honestly believe that the reason why America is not at the state that Australia are in right now is because of the Second Amendment. So that's my final word. And uh, thanks again for having for uh, for being on the show. So, guys, we'll catch you later. Have a good day, guys.